to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp Mix Round Show Table, Round Table Show, number four. Uh, erase all that nonsense about third time's a charm, because that's not true anymore. It's fourth time's a charm, because we're going to kill it. A lot, of, uh, a lot of bad rap on the old ones. Some people think that this one's going to be a crash and burn failure, but you know what? I don't think so. I think we're going to kill it. We're going to get some good stuff. Talk about the show. Uh, interact with some fans here. Uh, this is this is Marks, producer of the Pulp Mech Show. In case you don't know, um, Steve asked if we wanted to do this, and I thought it'd be kind of fun. Give me a little bit of a of a platform to showcase my lack of skills when people think that somebody else would be able to do what Mathis does, because it's definitely not easy. Um, this show is brought to you by BTOSports.com, Fly Racing. NJAB Jeep and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, Ride Engineering, and Grant Stone Boots. The uh, normal list of sponsors that you hear about 20 times every Monday night should be drilled into your head. All right, well, let's jump right into it. We'll get into uh, who we got on the line. We have with us, some of you might know him. He's a regular caller of the show. He's also a host on the Moto X Pod show. Darkside. Darkside, what's up? What's going on, guys? How are you? Excited to be here. Looking forward to this. Yeah, it's going to be good. I I know you've been excited to do this uh, probably more than me. And I'm not really sure why, but you're better at this than I am. So, you're I don't know about all that, but I did go back and listen to the first three that uh, were done, and you know, I think I think we can do a pretty good job. I think so too. I think we got it. Uh, next up, we got from the main event uh, Moto Pod show, and he's been on the Pulp Mech show. You might know him from his travels across the country, Hobo Nick. What's up, boys? What's going on? It's funny. Uh, not much. It's funny you, you mentioned there had been three previous roundtable shows. I thought there were only two, so I may have just skipped right over the third one because the first two were so bad. Well, who was the host of the ones that you listened to? I, I remember tits and a lot of awkward pauses and silent moments. <laughs> um, so hopefully we have the right mixture of a few degenerates today to make it somewhat interesting. Yeah, I think we'll be. I think we'll be good. You you must have missed the one where Moser was the host. That was the third. Uh, one. I think I caught that too. Oh, you Maybe did. Maybe only got a, a few minutes into that one. Though. Yeah, yeah. I went back and tried to listen to them too, and they. It's definitely it's definitely tough. You know, it's I think it's a harder than people think to. One, it's it's one thing to just do a podcast. It's another thing to do a podcast about a podcast. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what these shows are. So it's. It's probably a little harder than than most people think. Probably harder than I think, and I'll probably stumble on my words a little bit throughout this. But I think I think you're right. We got a good group here, and 
maybe make some magic or or crash and burn. Either way, it's going to be entertaining. Um, and last up, he was the designer of the Pulpamex app, the new Pulpamex app. He made it look pretty. I made it uh, not work super great. Definitely didn't work as good as it looked. But uh, and he's a he's a super fan. Listens every week. And just wanted to help out, so that's how we got involved, and, and him and him and I have kind of become buddies. Uh, Ryan Tanner, Ryan, what's going on? What's up, Chris? How are you? I'm uh, doing pretty good. Pretty you, excited about this. Are you excited? Let's I, show. I, I need some energy. I need I need to feel it. <laughs> if I had a gif, it'd be some dude going crazy. What you? Yeah, Ryan. Ryan is big on the gif game. Twitter Twitter response gifs. For days, everything's a gift. That's all I'm good at, though. Well, no, that's not true. I've seen you design some things. It's not bad. It's not bad. You might have a, uh, okay. a career in that. Okay. Yeah, I do a little bit. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's jump right into it. Let's, you know, we we kind of know everybody. Everyone knows who we are now. Um, let's get into to what Pulpamex is for us. Uh, Dark side. Let's start with you. Listening to Pulpamex, I know you started listening maybe uh, about two years ago or so. How has how has listening to the Pulpamex show kind of changed your views or or how you interact with the sport of motocross itself, if if at all? Oh man, it definitely has, and you could almost have a whole show just on that. Um, it's made me pay more attention to riders that I would have never even thought twice about, such as the Seven Deuce Deuce. Alex Ray, Cade Clayson, um, that's first and foremost. When I watch the races now, um, you know, I'm not skipping anything. I'm, I'm paying attention to to the the bottom line or whatever when it's showing the names go across the board. Where's this guy at? Um, and then it just it gives us an insight to stuff that we would have never even – the news that we would have never heard about, the inside info, the, you know, the little secrets maybe. Um, it's It's just completely changed – the way I watch the race now, and 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 of course, just day to day, I listen to Pulp or Main Event, you know, or even Kenny Watson's podcast almost every day while I'm at work. That's all I do when I listen to the. I'm in the truck. I rarely listen to music anymore, so I cannot wait every day to see what new podcast may be up. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's probably fair to say for a lot of people. I know a lot of people have said that. Um, before they started listening to the show, that it you know it was music and podcasts weren't really a thing, and they got into it. And now a lot of people just listen to podcasts, and the Pulpamex show is, is definitely a big part of that. Especially uh, you can listen; it, it goes so long. You know, we have these four and a half, five, five and a half hour shows sometimes, um, and you can kind of spread that out throughout the week as you drive to work and back or whatever. And um, so, so it definitely definitely changes the way you listen to things. I I for sure I'm a huge music guy. Don't listen to a ton of music anymore. It seems like just because nope. there's so many podcasts, um, and probably a lot of them are Mathis related for sure. But if not, absolutely if not Moto related, you know. Um, uh, Nick Hobo Nick, what about you? How, how has the has the Mech show changed the way you look at the sport or interact with the sport or think about the sport at all? Absolutely. Um, Similar to Dark Side, you know, I used to be I used to be a fan when the sport was interesting, and then you know when there when there wasn't a good series or there was no exciting writers, I would I would kind of dip in and out. And uh, you know, Mathis has done such a great job 
when the sport or the series is not uh, is not you know excellent, he brings out a lot of uh, stories. He'll bring out behind the scenes type stuff and shed light, and he always seems to uh, to make the show interesting. And that's that's one thing that um, you know I got to give a lot of credit to Mathis, especially after Daniel. Me and, and Daniel, um, you know, started this podcast, the main event, little podcast. Well, Daniel mostly. Um, but, you know, when there's not good racing, sometimes we don't really have much to talk about. And Steve always seems to dig deep and bring it. And, uh, and you know, I, I grew up in a family that wasn't really into moto. I, I got into moto because of a neighbor of mine. And uh, so, honestly, if it wasn't for all the content that Steve pumps out, I could have possibly, you know, gone a different direction and not even been into moto. And he sort of transformed me from a casual fan into a uh, super fan of the sport. So, um, and, and, you know, it's, uh, it's awesome, man. The show's brought a lot to me and, and changed my, uh, my view of the sport for sure. I think you bring up a good point about how, you know, a lot of times the racing isn't great. Um, every once in a while we, ha- we do have those boring weekends at the races. Or, or better yet, even during the off season, um, you know, it it would be really easy to just not even do a Pulpamex show during the off season because, you know, at, at, what do you talk about that whole time? Sure, you can talk about silly season a little bit, but that kind of right. goes so far, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But he does. He definitely he gets his fingers wherever he can. Um, tries to get any kind of dirt, any any knowledge, news, whatever to to bring it out to people and and give us something to listen to and talk about. And I, and I think that's a good point. I think that's yeah. uh, something a lot of people and probably myself, I didn't even really think of that, but it is, it's definitely, uh, definitely probably tough, tough to do. Uh, yeah. There's a lot more, there's a lot of uh, political stuff within the sport that I didn't, I just was not aware of. And so now I, I understand the infrastructure a lot better. Um, and that's cool. You know, it's, uh, it's nice to know the business side of it and, and the politics and whatnot. Yeah, 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 you do. You, f- you almost like- feel like an insider uh, uh, mm-hmm. with some of the stuff that you get to learn about from, from the show. Right. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Has the, has the show, the Pulp Mech show specifically, changed motocross in general for you? Yeah, uh, yeah. like I kind of echo what everyone else is talking about with Nick and Darkside, uh, but um, one thing that actually really opened up my eyes on the show is just Steve's ability to paint a picture of uh, what these teams go through and the writers that aren't making a lot of money. Like it sounds weird, but you know, I ha- I hold this regular day to day job and like I sit back and after what Steve's talking about, I'm like, man, like I, I just do my nine to five and I make a better living than some of these guys. And they're like, their, their lives are in danger. And so that's one thing that like really opened my eyes. Like I knew there was privateers and all that, and, but that was a big eye opener. And then the teams themselves, like the thing that was crazy for me is how much they're, they're basically run like startups. And that's the connection I'm going to make to that's the world I'm from, but like they are just scratching to get by trying to figure it all out and how thinly they're ran and, and how much can just like, tip over the team and make it fold. It just kind of really opened my eyes. I really had no idea before ever listening to the Pulp show that that was how things were going. Uh, and I'm sure that's more so the, the last 10, 15 years than it was in like the nineties and eighties and all that. When you had, you know, four factory supported teams uh, with, you know, four riders, but 
Yeah, so it's just the insight and the level that you get. It's the closest thing you can get to having like the ESPN Sports Center or something that's getting in depth about the sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah for sure. I think something interesting interesting you said about it about some of these teams kind of being like startups, man. Wouldn't it be great if some of these teams could get some some uh, angel funding from venture capitalists to to help them go racing? Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be, we I don't know how, but we need to figure this out and make it happen. Well, I mean, they got Ricky Carmichael money, and that didn't even help. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it's crazy that a team like RCH, after a year of winning a championship, can't even I, can't even make it. Me. Yeah, it's it, scary. It's, I mean, after listening to Kenny last week talk about, or, you know, when he was on the other night and talking about the thing that really bothers me the most that Mathis has brought up that I didn't realize was in, in with Kenny is they bring in these sponsors like Dodge, but then they can't really do anything with them because Feld controls that so much, and it's it's ridiculous that this that our sport that we love that everybody's not working together to make it better. It's scary, and I did not know that before. I would have never thought that. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's 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 definitely crazy when big, huge companies like that are are in, and and we almost can't even can't even do anything with it, don't know what to do with it. You know, it's right. it's it's just like they're not seeing enough to uh, to make it worth their while, which definitely sucks. But, and and again, like these are these are the kinds of things that I don't even know if, if a lot of us would even know about if it weren't for the show. Um, well, yeah, it's like, it's surprising too, because I mean, you take a team like, now I envision that a team like Honda, that that is a full blown, that's a factory team. That's probably running at a loss. Like they are not making any kind of like a, a team like that loses money for which sure. Is just shocking. Yeah, it's it, it is. It's it's crazy. It's crazy what this sport is. Um, you know, we can only hope for the best. Um, one thing that always one thing that always blew my mind about this sport is just how diverse it is. You, you can be like you said in the Honda truck where everyone's got you know uh, well dressed and and it's a little bit more corporate, and you can literally walk two minutes. And, and, uh, you know, go into the privateer section where there's guys like bathing with a water bottle in their van <laughs> and making peanut butter jelly sandwich. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's way behind the times in some areas and it's, it's hillbilly land. I mean, the sport, let's be real, man. These guys, some of these guys are just some tough rednecking dudes that are driving across country, sleeping in their van, you know, not taking showers for three, four days at a time. And it, um, you know, so it's it's a wild sport, a lot of potential, but man, it just seems like it's it's kind of just chaotic sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That you you have the, the elite teams like you mentioned, like Honda, that have all the technology and all the money to throw at it, and then you have the guys like you just said, like we just talked to Van Martin the other night that drives back to Texas after every race with his in his own you know van with his own money and then drives to the next race, and he's just struggling to make it. I mean, the diversity of the guys that are making the night show on TV is crazy. Yeah. No, it is, and it, it kind of sucks that it is that way. Um, but I think the best thing we can do is is kind of bring those things to light, and I think that's something the show does. Is uh, It's like you said, Darkside, I think a lot of it's, – it's getting to know – and noticing a lot of the the guys that you wouldn't before uh, you wouldn't have otherwise. You know, uh, take Alex Ray for example. Um, I hung out with him at the Enduro Cross the other night, and he's just he's got his van, he's got his bike in the back. He just travels around, and you know he was on the show a few weeks ago, and and they asked him, 
you know, what do you make in a year? And he was like, oh, I don't know, what, is, what does somebody at McDonald's make, you know? Right, right. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it, it kind of sucks, but I think one of the best things we could do, especially with the show, um, and it's not like, not like Steve doesn't try because he's definitely put some names out there, is, is try to bring those things to light, make people aware of, of what's happening because I don't think a lot of people even are, like I said, aware of that. They don't know that that no. kind of stuff is going on. Steve's very good, and one of the reasons I have so much respect for him is he says what he believes. He doesn't try to pull punches, and he will call out Feld, or he will call out these guys and say, hey, we need to be doing something different. Even if Steve doesn't know, doesn't have an initial opinion of how to fix it, he's we need to do something. He, you know, and he's right, you know, and that's – I just – I'm very impressed with the fact that he – says what he believes and he doesn't really care necessarily who he upsets and he's right most of the time people you know as a fan over the years i'm thinking all oh, these guys are all making money you know they're these guys that have a the life that i wish i had i wish i was that fast but sometimes now i think well i'm glad i'm not <laughs> these guys are suffering to yeah, do what they, they love it's 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 a struggle for sure and i yeah um, they do it for the glory yeah absolutely that's uh that's for sure well now that we've all now that we've all kind of blown Mathis a little bit, uh, let's turn hey, it. Let's... I did not. I just said that it. <laughs> um, I'm going to show. I'm going to show everyone your text earlier about about what you want to do to him. So whoa, what? <laughs> is it rhyme with smoke from Oh, hey, is that is that funny? Like the stuff from the show, stuff like that. Uh, you know. On Monday show they were doing it with tires with Schmunlops and Schmunlop. yeah, yeah Schmendas. <laughs> what kind of uh, what kind of stuff like that from the show leaks into your like daily life away from the show at all? Uh, Darkside, start with you. Is there anything from the show like like a like a stupid ongoing running joke or something that, or or even something from the show that you when you're away from it something happens and it reminds you of the show and you just can't like almost seems like you can't get away from it. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, we have our group text, too, like me and the guys from the show, Mark and TJ and, and Phil, who used to be on our Moto X pod show. I mean, we, we, we definitely talk about the show all the time, and we laugh about stuff, and after races, we may make comments. You know, I, I can't think of anything specifically right this minute, but weekly, there's stuff we, we talk about and that, yeah, absolutely comes from the show, and it, it's absolutely a, a part of our lives now. Yeah, for sure. Ryan, what about, Ryan, what about you? Is there anything... Uh, specific from the show that that seems to constantly come up or or makes you think about the show or or something that from the show that you've you've utilized into your daily life no matter how stupid it might be um it's mostly just when i talk with you (laughs) i swear i wish that i could copy and paste tony alessi's bullshit like into text messages oh you're telling me it's so clutch (laughs) it really it really is it's I mean, it's probably my during the show. It's probably my most used drop, but it's just so fitting. Sometimes, you know, it just it just fits. You can use it's so diverse. You can use it in so many different scenarios. Um, and and yeah, well, that that and I uh, I uh, still can't believe I got to sit behind Grant Langston when he talked about smashing pussy and winning races. Yeah, how was that? How, <laughs> a lot of for for those that don't know, Ryan uh, Ryan was in studio uh, as a gift for helping design the app, Steve let him come sit in for a show and 
it happened to be the show when Langston was in the studio. Uh, how badass is that? <laughs> it was how entertaining was that, Ryan? Uh, I was, I, I, I just, <laughs> it was unbelievable. I just couldn't believe that he was saying these things and he pounded some drinks. Oh, oh I, I remember, I don't and know. He was like 10 deep. I don't know how many times we looked at each other like, is this guy really, is this really happening? Is he really saying these things? You know, he's got some of the most memorable drops for sure. For sure. The funny thing was about that show is in the studio, most of the people didn't catch the schlong shot one. But then after you got the drop, like it, then people remembered that it happened. But like in studio, we didn't all catch it right away. It was just kind of like Steve didn't even like realize he said it at first. It was like, whoa. Well, and that was early. I think that was early in the show. It wasn't even, he wasn't even super yeah. liquored up yet at that point. But that was, oh, yeah, just, that was, that was the Davolo Snapchat. That, yeah. Yeah. That was just GL, uh, GL at his finest. So you're saying the schlong shot grew on you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Hobo. Hey. I see what you did there, Hobo. Hey. Uh, yeah, I would say the drops is the, is the biggest thing, too. I'm the kind of person that, like, I'll quote a random movie in the middle of a conversation at work or something, and sometimes when I say it, I don't even remember what movie it's from. I'll just say it, <laughs> expecting everybody to know. Right. And sometimes I'll use a Pulpamex drop, and then I, after I say it, I realize, like, nobody here realizes what I'm talking about <laughs> when I say, like, they're ninety five percent dildos. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. If if only, yeah. I, and I've thought about something like that, man. If only there was a way to to make those. You know how they have the GIF keyboards for your phones and stuff. What if there was like a sound drop keyboard with Pulpamex drops, <laughs> where you could send a little audio clip to somebody instead of actually replying with with text, and it would just play the audio for them. I think that'd be that'd be money, money. Make it happen. Yeah. I'll add that to my list of things to do. Um, code. Marks, we're, we're all looking at you. <laughs> I, no, that is funny, though. I mean, my wife even, she uh, she doesn't listen all the time. She listens when she can. She, for some stupid reason, enjoys it. Um, and and a lot of times I'll be saying something and she'll just kind of look at me and go, sounds gay. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> we got freaking Berluti over here. Or soak and poke. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, God, Burley's got some classic ones. <laughs> I had to make his own uh, section of drops on the app because he, he deserved to uh, stand out a little bit with those ones, I think. <laughs> so much passion. Oh, yeah. Toontoon, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I think the drops, honestly, are, are one, of the, on, one of the biggest <laughs> things for sure is the drops. And I think that's, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why they catch on the way they do, but, man, it's it's funny. It's you know, it's the same thing with, you know, we're kind of basing this idea of the show off the Stern thing and the, the drops that are done on that show are a key part of what makes that show so funny. And, and Fred, who's done that for years, it's kind of your position now, Travis. You're the Fred of the Pulp and show. Right, yeah. And you do a good job of it. You don't overuse them like some of the past co or um, producers have. Right. I think you're really spot on 99% of the time, and the drops make the show to a, to a degree they do they're they're pretty fun and i and that's probably one of the, the best parts about my job and i thoroughly enjoy it i don't know i probably get too much joy out of it you know trying to uh i'm over there just trying to time them and it sucks when i when i have one and, and there's not a break in the conversation where i can drop one in there and when i'm like oh that would have been so good or or you'll hear it in the background and nobody really realizes it because there's just too much going on but 
It does for me. For me, that's one of the best parts. Um, I've been I've been very impressed with what you've done with the show. Um, not to blow you, but uh, uh-huh. of course, gobble. Mathis. Don't don't tell Mathis we're saying this because you know he's he's always bitching about your salary. <laughs> but um, now you've done a, you've done a great job, man. You really. Um, uh, you know, I felt like it was a little bit stagnant before you, and it's 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 uh, continued to evolve. So uh, kudos to you, man. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. You know, I. That's all, that's all I ever wanted to do when I when I first told Tits, uh, I was like, dude, hook me up, hook me up with a job uh, doing the producer thing over at, with Mathis, and I kind of told him I was like, man, I feel like I could just, I feel like I could make it better. I don't know how or or what I would do, but I just feel like I I could make it better. And you know, I'm still trying. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm awesome, and I don't want to sit here and jerk myself at all. But I do. I try. I I just want to. Yeah, exactly. I wish I had the drop thing in front of me. <laughs> Uh, I, I just try, I want it to be better. And I definitely have my days where I'm probably a little bit off as anybody would, but you know, I, I enjoy it. It's just, uh, it's, I probably enjoy being the producer and everything I do for pulp more than my actual job. If only it paid enough to actually do it full time, that'd be great. Um, we'll have to, what about the schedule? Is that, is that tough? I know, um, for tits, that was a struggle and, I know when I was there for one of the shows, uh, Gibbs just kind of seemed like he wasn't into it. Um, you don't really mind that late night? No, no, yeah, I don't. I don't. Ryan, what time do I usually uh, end up getting into work? <laughs> I was going to say, you don't want me to jump in here, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, t- no, I'll, I'll really text Ryan when the I day. get in the office, but I'm in Dallas, so uh, I'm getting in the office about nine, nine thirty. I text him. I wait till about eleven. That dude don't text me back till two p.m. He's like, "I'm going to the office at <laughs> noon." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I've noticed the same thing. Yeah, luckily, I uh, luckily my job we don't really have a set schedule. Sometimes I don't even a lot of times I don't even have to go to the office. I'll work at home, but when I do, I kind of just get in whenever I want. So it's it's kind Beautiful. of it, it's kind of worked out really nice. Where the the late nights on Mondays don't bother me, and I and I stay up late working anyways because that just seems to be when I get the best work done or the most work done it's quiet and nothing's going on so yeah i mean it's it's so you're it's so you're in out. for the long haul we're looking at 2030 you and mathis going strong <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see about that <laughs> he's supposedly retiring so yeah uh, i don't know what's yeah gonna, we gotta talk about that i don't know what's gonna happen yeah what what about that what is you, you know i know he makes jokes and uh it's it's constantly a, a running gag where he's like no i'm retiring this is my last year but uh uh, dark side what do you th- what do you think about that what would if he actually did retire for one if it was just going to the races how do you think that would affect the show and two what if he just stopped doing the pulp and mech show altogether like how would that affect you if i don't it, know if what i would do with my life anymore <laughs> um it's become such a big part of my day-to-day it would suck that's i mean again i'm gonna compare it to stern huge Stern fan and he's talked about retiring that I don't know like what would happen with radio in general but if he just even if he did quit going to the races and still did the show that'd be great but I think him going to the races is a big part of it because I love his tweets I love the uh, the interviews he gets you know at the end of the night or at the end of the the day at motocross and I, I think him going I think he really likes to go I, I feel, you know, I don't know him personally, but I feel like it's partly stick or stick. But, um, man, if he did actually retire, yeah, I, I would be so, so bummed. It would just be terrible. <laughs> that's 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 very sincere. I can feel the – you almost kind of got bummed out there just thinking about it. 
Well, I do. I think about it every time he mentions it, and I think I hope he's joking. <laughs> he's not. He's not going anywhere. We're not going to let him. <laughs> not. Not going to let him. Um, well, let's go back to the show a little bit. Do you, uh, Ryan? Let's go with you. Do you have a favorite co-host? Like, just somebody that you see the the press release come out, and you're like, yes, I can't. I can't wait for this one because because you just love that person being in. Uh, yeah, there's actually a couple of those. Um, I think, and the the reason why is because I think they're not connected to the industry directly, so they can speak a little bit more of their mind. So, I mean, that's like Pingree, that's Berluti. Even though Berluti's still connected, he's still pretty open about everything. And then uh, I love Weimer. I mean, Weimer won't be the same now because he's got a, got a real job next year. But if Weimer can get in there, man, he's great. Um, I love Kiefer too. Like Kiefer's great. And now that he's totally disconnected from Dirt Rider and all that, like I feel like he could really be a solid asset. Yeah. And but I those think, are like I the standard ones too, everyone's so. gonna say. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if everyone says the same people, it's probably it's probably for a reason. It probably says more about those people than anything. Um Hobo, what about you? Yeah. Do you have do you have a favorite co host or co hosts that you, that you look forward to whenever they're on? Yes. Um, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I have kind of a, a thicker sense of humor and, um, I can't see that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, I, I have Kenny Watson just because I love when Mathis pushes Watson's buttons and Watson, <laughs> you know, starts going over that edge and spilling over. Uh, to me, that is just gold. And, uh, you know, he's Watson on the show before. He's he tries to stay politically correct because he is tied into the sport. And Mathis just pushes and pushes and pushes, and then Watson just cannot handle it. And then they start bickering. And oh man, that's that's the best. It, it hasn't been that way since Kenny's only in occasionally. Um, so other than that, though, I would say Ping as well. Ping's always stirring it up. Um, obviously, controversy controversy is amazing, and and. You know, I'm all over all the Instagram drama with Ping and <laughs> and uh, uh, Roxanne and whoever else he gets into it with, and um, so th- I would say those two for now are my uh, are my two guys I really look forward to. Ping Ping's definitely not scared. He's he's definitely not scared to speak his mind, throw some stuff out there, and he doesn't back up either. He doesn't backpedal. He he owns it, and that's yeah. I, he- I think that's rad. A lot of people don't. A lot of people will say stuff, but they can't. They don't own it. You know, as soon as someone confronts them about it, they're they kind of backpedal a little bit. But Ping's definitely one of those guys that just he says what he's he says his opinion and he sticks with it. And I think that's I think that's rare. I think that's maybe why him and yeah. Mathis maybe get along so well. Right. I tried to come at him on Twitter this last week, and he blew me up. Well, that, that's what you get for uh, poking the fire. <laughs> you, you you were not prepared for that. You took. You took piss to a shit fight. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you were not ready. Uh, He's a little bit too into the CrossFit thing for me, but other than that, King's money. <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a, it's a cult for sure. It is. No. Yeah, I mean it's CrossFit's rad. It's got it's got its benefits for sure. It's just I don't like the whole uh, let's push it on everybody kind of like a almost like a religion type thing. Yep. Yep, it has that feel for sure. Anyway, we're getting off topic there. Uh, yep. Dark side. What about you? Do you have a Do you have a favorite co-host? Oh yeah, without question, Kiefer. Kiefer. Yeah, you do. Kiefer. You do like you some Kiefer, huh? 
Yeah, Keeper's my guy. That's the one I get most excited about when he's going to be on. Are we talking about Chris or Heather? I just want to clarify. <laughs> I do like Heather. You know, we had Heather on our show not too long ago. That was pretty good. She's good people. But as far as a regular for the Pulp Show, I like Chris. I mean, I love Ping, and then I have DV as my third. He's not really a regular anymore, but he, he like Ping, has his opinions, even though they're out there sometimes. He, I love the way he presents himself, and he does not give a shit. No, he doesn't. And he, I think he wants yeah. to come more. Yeah. Yeah, I think but, D- you know, everybody's good. With that one. What's that, Ryan? I think Kiefer would be there every week if he could. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I literally, like, I went through the, um, on iTunes, I went through all the old Pulp shows a little while ago, just looking at all the co-hosts and who's been on, and, and there's really not a bad one. Yeah, no, it's... That's true. I think, well, I mean, way back in the day... There might have been some that people didn't like quite as much. I mean, sure, there's going to be people that like some regardless, yeah. but I think there's definitely some that people, they probably had more of a dislike following than a, than a liked following. I mean, there's there's some that I was like, okay, they weren't as great as everybody else, but none of them, I've never turned the show off. Yeah, I don't think I have either. You know, I would say when, the, uh, when some of the, the sponsor... Um, guys come in, it's a little bit boring for me. Yeah. Mathis carries the show, I would say, a lot more. Right. Um, but, like, this this last week, Randy was in, and, and uh, you know, he's, he seems like a really nice guy. Like, a guy, you know, you, just a good, solid dude. But he's a little bit he's a little bit politically correct. It's and, a little, and, you know, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't push anything too far. You know, he's, he's kind of playing that line a little bit. So those, those shows, uh, I feel like it's a little bit more work for Mathis, but he does a good job. So yeah, he does. I mean, you know, and I understand those guys' position where they got to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they got to be a little bit corporate and you know watch what they say with certain subjects for sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, and I get that, but I think you're right. Mathis does do a good job of carrying it uh, and picking up where those guys can't actually venture off into. You know, um, right? Ryan, were you gonna? I heard you pipe in there. Were you gonna say something? Oh, I just, I just forgot about uh, 70s Thieves. That guy is money. Yeah, he's <laughs> a co-host. He's good. he's good. And uh, I got to, that was the other show I got to sit in on was when he was in there once. And he is by far one of the most perfect people to have on that show um, because he's got personality and he's got great insight to give you a peek into what's behind the door of the, of the sport. Yeah, he's – and it's crazy to me – I know it gets repeated over and over, but you know people talk about how Seven Deuce Deuce is exactly is exactly how people say he is. But man, he really is. He he'll give you a hug. He'll say every time I've seen him, you know, when I leave, gives me a hug, says I love you. You know, just like you're his brother or his family or uh, yep. whatever. I mean, that's just a hobo. Have you ever actually met uh, Seven Deuce Deuce? Yeah, I have. I was gonna say yeah, I've think... hung out with him at a couple races. Um, I mean, just like you guys say, it's. Uh... He seems like a very intense guy. Anytime around, is super, super high energy. I, I, I always wonder, like, does he ever turn off? Is like, <laughs> is he at home by himself watching TV and just like, oh, you know, bro? <laughs> yeah. Can he ever just like chill? Not that, not that I'm saying it's a bad thing. I'm just curious. Like, does he ever have off mode? Right. Yeah. You know, sometimes <laughs> I wonder if it's if he's just like that, I have a friend that's kind of like that. We're just super wired. All It seems like all the time and, and loud, outgoing, outspoken, but man, when it's time for him to go to bed, he is gone. It's like a light. Switch. It's like a light switch. And I, I often wonder if that's how seven deuce. He's exhausted. Is. Yeah. Like he's just, <laughs> he's just beat from going all day, you know? 
Um, let's go the other way. Is there? Let's go. Is there a co-host, uh, regular or maybe one that's even only been in once that you didn't like that you wouldn't mind not having not having back for whatever reason? Um, Ryan, let's start with you. Is there is there a co-host that you didn't really like or don't like? Uh, I mean, I'll I'll say this, and this is going way back, but like the only ones. And I only started listening to it like right when he was finished, but with Paul Lindsay, like he's he's not a bad guy. He's just not lively. Or he is that's terrible right on the show. <laughs> so he's horrible, horrible on the show. He's the worst so that's, ever that's on the show. I, yeah, that's when I just started listening, but I was still into it because of holy shit, this is like a motocross show. Like holy shit, but. Um, yeah, he's like to me was just the least lively that just fit into it, but he didn't. He didn't fit personality wise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Mathis has said that, um, where he kind of wanted to, to take it the show a certain direction, and and Paul was kind of afraid to go that direction. Or, or I think he wanted him to stay short too. If I'm not stay, mistaken, stay short, be a little cleaner, and and Mathis was kind of the he wanted to go the the stern direction, so to speak. Um, yep. So yeah, I don't I don't think you're alone in that in that opinion, Ryan. Um Hobo, what about you? Is there is there a co host that you just don't care for? Um, well, I'm gonna agree with uh Paul Lindsay, even though he's not on there much, but yeah, he seems to try to control the conversation a lot where it's like, Man, just let it flow, you know. Um and then the other one which you guys probably will strongly disagree is um I'm actually not too into Kiefer. Um he gets a little bit too technical for my liking. Um, I'm not a huge wrench head. Um, so I kind of zone out a little bit when they get, get really into suspension or set up or any, any of that type of stuff. I'm, I'm a little bit more about you know, the politics and, and talking about, um, you know, things happening at the races. And then the after dark stuff, I, I don't know if I'm alone here, but sometimes it creeps me out just a little bit. <laughs> You're probably not. You're probably not alone. I don't. And I think we've. I think we've had some feedback that's pretty similar. Um, and it's definitely not for everybody. And, yeah. And there are times I think where it probably probably verges on that creepiness level a little more than others. But man, they, like I don't mind watching Howard Stern and having some like super hot porn stars talk about anal and stuff. But you know, <laughs> Kiefer's uh, Kiefer's not exactly a, a model. And you know, <laughs> hearing about you know like some finger in the butt type shit. I'm just like, ah, you know, I'd rather hear this on the Stern show from some, uh, some super hot chick. Right. Yeah. It makes it a little more, a little more appealing. I think <laughs> the crazy, the crazy yeah. thing is, is man, I wish we really should just like film it one time because the amount of concentration that, that he puts into that segment, it's like, it's like, he's kind of seems like he's a little wayward sometimes during the show, but man, as soon as it's time for after dark, that dude is dialed. He is like, oh yeah, dude. He is so focused. It's, it's like, it's like he took five Adderall right before he knew the the segment was about to come on, and he's like, listening, dissecting, analyzing every word that comes out of whoever's mouth or whatever email. It's his solo. Oh yeah. (laughs) If he's a band, it's his guitar solo, and he just like he loves to rip it. He shreds it. He shreds it. Dude, he 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 sits there laid back the whole night. But after dark, he like gets in the he's up there on the front of his chair. He's leaning (laughs) on the table like he's rolling. He totally does. He and he gets all up close to his page. He's taking notes during while the voicemails are playing, and 
it's i mean it's funny it's a sight to see it, just the passion that that man it's almost like you know he loves dirt bikes and and hobo like you said he he's very technical and he likes being that but man the after dark is next level <laughs> he should do his own podcast about after dark stuff i think that'd be great um dark side what about you is there is there a a, a co-host that you're not particularly fond of well, or excited for again going through the list i had to think about it and i don't have one that i just absolutely didn't like but i i guess if i was going to pick my least favorite it'd probably be tyler bowers okay okay is there oh any, i can see that any reason any particular reason why well i guess you kind of got the crowd's approval there yeah, I, I just he just some people aren't good on the air. I guess it's really just that was all it was. I think. Yeah. He seemed uncomfortable. That, and I think because he brings his chicks. <laughs> it is. He, he that guy. That guy's the biggest baby, dude. I traveled around Arena Cross, and he bitches and complains nonstop, and he's such. He's just such a bully. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know him super well, other than the few times he's been in here, and he's been he's been nice, and Brady was nice, and. And uh, so I, per- I didn't particularly yeah, it's have it's all it's all a front. It's a fake. <laughs> I didn't particularly have a problem with him, but yeah, I can I can see where everyone's coming from with that. And it, it yeah, definitely spend seems a like, couple months with them. Yeah, I'm sure that's <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's different. Yeah. Um, get to know the real person. What about yeah. what about Watson? What do you guys think of of the show pre and post Watson? Um, Darkside, we'll go back to you. Is there? There's something you liked that Watson brought to the table that might, you know, kind of be missing now, if anything, or uh, or do you think it's just overall better with the rotating co-hosts and maybe having Watson in like once a year? I definitely like the rotating co-hosts. Um, nothing against Kenny; he's been great to me and our show. Um, he's a good dude, uh, but I think the rotating co-host keeps it fresh. Um, when Kenny's on, I do. I definitely like the. Uh, the bickering and the tension that gets created between him and Steve, but I don't care for it every single week because they kind of get burnt out on it. Yeah, it, it does seem like it's kind of a lot to handle sometimes. Uh, I think, and the, I think it was the last roundtable show. Somebody said it'd be great if Watson could come in for like an hour and and call it good instead of being the whole show. I think that'd be kind of like a little dose of Watson. Every once in a while, yeah. I think that'd be good. I think it'd almost medium. be forced then, though, because you'd have to get – he'd try to get so much in just that short amount of time. I think one show every couple months would be better, personally, but, I mean, a Kenny Watson hour may work. Yeah, yeah, who, who knows? I, we'll probably never know, but right. it's an interesting thought. Uh, Hobo, what about you? Is there something you miss about Watson uh, other than the, the drama that you stated earlier? Is there something that you miss about having him in – permanently or or uh are you with dark side is it's just better overall um, yeah i i think uh well i think some sort of modified deal with watson would be great I, I heard him say he may be moving back to vegas i think it would be awesome if he came in for like the last hour and a half of the show even with the rotating co-host just plop him in there in, the, in an extra chair and just let him roll for an hour you know yeah um and what i miss mostly about the dynamic between Watson and, and Steve is, uh, you know, when Watson would get into that kind of a mood, it would really irritate Steve. You know, when he would just slam the headphones down and take off and like leave the studio, you could just tell that it got under Steve's skin and they, you know, they'd come back from commercial and start bickering. And it's just like, I laughed. I love that stuff. It would make me, you know, it, it would put me into tears laughing. <laughs> it's entertaining for sure. The uh, dysfunction is just, there's a lot of value in that. 
There's, I know there's some show pros up on the Pulp MX YouTube from old shows with, with Watson, and I kind of wish they had more. But, man, there's a couple on there where you do. You, you see him get a little riled up, and he's just kind of – or even Steve just giving him crap about put the magazine down, you know, and he, just the way he reacts is <laughs> he kind of gives that – gives Steve that stink eye like, seriously, just I'm, a, I'm an adult. Let me do what I want to do, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I do kind of miss that dynamic a little bit. Um, I was personally scared when when I found out Watson was leaving and wasn't going to be the the full time co host because it just seemed at the time it seemed like that was just the Pulp Mech show. You know, that's it seemed like that's what it was, and I don't like change. I was worried about right. what was going to happen. I was like, man, so what are they going to do now? You know, See, K- Kenny was already gone when I started listening, so yeah, I didn't know that time. It was a it was I've a dark it was a dark time. All that. It was a dark time. I've gone dark back side. and listened to all that, but I, I didn't. You know that that's. I guess I'm in a di- coming from a different view than you guys are. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I think that's part of what makes everything great. Is you've got the old time listeners that have been around forever. They've been through all the different changes and and they know all the ins and outs and every little thing about Pulp Mex and the Pulp Mex show and Steve. Um, and then you've got the the newer people and. There's new people every week for crying out loud, but it's it's cool to see the different dynamic between the different ranges and demographics of listeners and how they how they perceive kind of what goes on. Um, yeah, like the the old time listeners are kind of like, nah, it's not it's not always been like this. It's not always been not always been uh, super great, and they kind of struggled through it. Um, and and the new guys are just kind of like, whatever, you know, it is what it is. Um, Ryan, what about you? Is there something for, about Watson? Um, kind of going with the same question. Is there something that you miss about Watson? Uh, something that he brought to the table that you might wish was still part of the show or, or not at all? I actually think, uh, <clears throat> Watson and, and Mathis are like a great yin and yang type thing going on when they're on together. But I do agree that like, there's something about the rotating host that's really entertaining. You know, the show's going to be kind of different every week, per se. Just like, you're like, oh, this guy's in. You know, it's going to be a little bit more focused on this. And it's still entertaining. It's just a different kind of entertaining every time. And I think that Watson could be slotted into that regular rotation easily, and it would be great. So, um, but I think I love the just the – Watson seems like he has like no shits to give about the show when he's there, but you know he really does. But yeah. he just has this feeling about him, just like yeah, yeah, whatever. It's so stupid. It's just the Watson, the typical Watson attitude. Yeah, yeah it's just that's just tip, that's just so him. And the crazy part is he's he's seriously so nice. Uh, you know, whenever I talk to him, whenever he's been here, whenever he calls, he's seriously one of the nicest people that I get to interact with because of the show. And then he gets on the show, and it's definitely different now that he, you know, especially when he's like a call-in guest, um, as opposed to when he's actually in studio. It's it's almost like a whole different person. But man, he seriously is. He's a, he's just a good dude. Oh yeah, he does a lot for people, man. He he. Yeah. Anytime, anytime I've ever been around him, he is doing like five things at the same time for other people, just favors. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I think that's. I think that goes unnoticed. I think a lot of people, especially hardcore listeners of the show that have been listening forever see Watson. They might seem as kind of a dick or whatever, but, um, yeah, I think, I think that definitely needs to get out there where dude, he's just a good dude and he's, he's been through it all. He's seen it all and he's still kicking. 
Yeah. His, his uh, you know, he's done a couple shows on addiction, and, like, that really matters to him. He, we talked about that up at Lakewood in, at length. And you can see the emotion that he really cares about these riders that are dealing with it and just people in general. And, yeah, he really is a good dude. I mean, he definitely comes across as a hard ass sometimes, or he tries to portray that on the show. But he's a he's got a big heart, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, let's go... Let's go back to to Steve a little bit. Uh, this one, hobo brought this up, and I thought this was actually a, a pretty good question. Um, what what with uh, I can't read this. Sorry. Um, what other media guy that Mathis has on podcasts do you disagree with the most regarding their regarding their opinions? Um, hobo, let's start with you since it was a good question that you brought up. Is there? Someone that you particularly had in mind when you when you thought of this question? Uh, not really. In fact, I don't even really have a great answer for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, would, well, I was I like, would sweet, say, good question. What's that? I was like, sweet, good question. Yeah, yeah, no answer, though. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit Antonovich. Um, sometimes I don't really, uh, you know, agree with his opinions. And then uh, JT brings so much obviously we haven't even talked about jt yet i'm sure we'll get into that but um you know jt's a very you can tell he's a very stubborn personality mm-hmm. uh, which has probably been a great thing for him uh, but you know sometimes he's so sure of something and he will harp on it and then it, it ends up being wrong so um he brings you know 95 percent of what he brings is amazing and then there's the five percent though that he's very stubborn and, and won't let up on and so, but it's 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 nice to see that everyone's wrong. Even Mathis is obviously wrong at times. So, uh, but obviously they bring a lot more, a lot more uh, knowledge and and uh, you know they're accurate pretty often. So it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think the pros outweigh the cons. But it's definitely interesting to, to see when those when the five percent of times that they are wrong happen, especially to and see. It just goes to, to show that the sports pretty unpredictable. I mean. Yeah. Like, it, if you go listen to all the preview shows in the last few years, I mean, how far off is everybody, including every other podcast? I mean, <laughs> the sport just changes so fast. You can never can never tell what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, sure. Ryan, what about you? Is there somebody, is there another media guy that has, you know, maybe some particular opinions that you don't generally agree with? Um, and, and you don't have to, if there aren't any off the top of your head, that's fine. You know, we can we can skip that one. Well, uh, actually, <laughs> I uh, I don't think he's technically media, but like I I can't get on board with most of what Eddie Ray says. <laughs> like I know he has these he has a definitely a distinct view from where he's at in the, in the sport, but just a lot of it's like, dude, I uh, not really what I would think, but all right, yeah. But I know he's got the inside view, but that's just one of the people that stands out to me. Yeah, I think that's I think that's good. I I hadn't really thought of him a whole lot this uh, during this whole thing. Um, Dark side, what about you? Is there is there anyone that comes uh, stands out to you? Uh, maybe sometimes uh, David Villeman. His his opinions sometimes on what writers should do or are doing wrong. I don't always agree with. He's he's pretty set in what his opinions are, and that's you know more power to him. But yeah, sometimes I think he he's a little out there. Yeah. But that's what makes him entertaining. Yeah, and and I think that's that can be said for any of them, any of the sure. guys, any guys that are sure. stubborn and and kind of set in their ways. 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with DV's uh, nutritional knowledge as well. <laughs> <laughs> he, he talks about eating cookies and stuff, and as a previous trainer, you know, I just say it frustrates me because he's he's so set in his mind about it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely set in his ways. He's kind of like peeing in that regard. <laughs> um, all right, something a little a little different. What do you guys think about the ads on the show on the Pulpamex show? You know, we do the We've cut it down to two. It used to be three. I don't remember. I don't even remember what it was before that. But now it, it's just down to two, you know, fairly long blocks of commercials. Um, the first one's about 16 minutes. The second one's about 18. Um, what do you guys, and I, I know some other shows, Hobo, you can attest to this, do commercials a little different. Well, they'll kind of split them up and do more shorter ones throughout the show. Um Whereas we just knock them out and kind of gives us a little break, especially since we go so long. But what do you guys, what do you guys think about the way we handle the ads? Uh, Darkside, let's start with you. Uh, it doesn't bother me at all. I understand why they're there and why they need to be there. Um, I like the fact, although I don't necessarily enjoy listening to them all the time, I like the fact that you guys do the little secret words, so at least it kind of gives me something to look for. And... Um, you know, everybody complains about the him singing on the W Wheels one. <laughs> Dude, I crack up every time he hits the high notes with the, uh, you know, Rocky Mountain AT, ATV or whatever. I mean, I crack up every time he does that. So it really doesn't bother me. Uh, you know, if, if I don't want to listen, I fast forward. Yeah, uh, and I think, I think he's kind of right in a sense where every time somebody mentions it, he says, well, you're thinking about W now, aren't you? And, yep. You know, it might not be the prettiest way to get it across, but it, it definitely gets it across, no matter how uh, not great we'll say it is, because <laughs> it's not great. Trust me. Um, Ryan, what about you? What do you think? What do, we, what do you think about the ads? Uh, how we handle the ads? Long blocks, okay? Uh, yeah, I think the ads are fine. Uh, I think yeah, I, I, I think they're entertaining. That's the thing that like. They were, at first, they were, like, just standard ads, but, like, when Steve did the singing and then you had Randy Richardson that did the full-blown drops commercial, like, that cracks me up every single time. Like, Agreed. that commercial is, is gold. And so I think at least as long as they're made entertaining, then then it's no big deal. Yeah, I think I think it gives the companies it, a little bit And they bit pay of, the bills. Yeah. I mean, if you can't figure that out by now, you're kind of dumb. Well, that's that kind of drives me nuts a little bit. Is a lot of a lot of times people complain about the ads and um, like, why are they so long? And like, what do you think this show runs on? I don't understand. I don't understand what these people think happens to to pay all the expenses, which are enormous to to run these shows. You know, I I only know a little bit of what goes on as far as expenses go, but. It's not cheap. It's not cheap to do these, to have guests come out to pay this. Oh, I know what the server costs. It's not pretty. Um, you know, stuff like that. Like, I don't understand how – that's the problem is just people, everyone wants everything for free, and they want it yeah. quick. They want it now. Um, I don't know. It, it just not only that, do you know how much money I have saved from BTO and X-Brand and all the companies that, that play these commercials because I listen to the Pulp Show and I use the discounts? Yeah. I mean, shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well point. worth my 16 minutes and 18 minutes to listen to to save some of the money I've saved. Yeah, I think that's a good point. A lot of times they could just be sponsors and or advertisements. You don't get anything in return. 
but yep. luckily Steve's worked it out where you do kind of get something in return. Um, Nick, what about you? Any thoughts on the ads? I know this is. I haven't, a heard, a, I haven't heard a commercial in about four years. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> See, I, I fast forward. I got them all timed out. I know that yep. the first one. I got. I, I skipped through it, but you know what? Steve does a good job of. It's just the reads in like the middle of a random conversation with like AC on the line. Mm. He'll pump out a good you know minute or two of just reads right in the middle of the conversation, and it's so harmonious and just kind of thrown in there that you you re- you almost don't really. Uh, it doesn't really like throw the conversation off whatsoever. Yeah. And, um, and it, it actually works because, you know, it sticks in your head and, and it's building that brand recognition. So, um, overall though, the ads don't bug me at all and Hey, make that money, man. Hey, be like Nick and just fast forward and stop complaining. Yeah. I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to win that t-shirt. So I, I listen for the secret word. <laughs> uh, it ain't worth it, man. What's a t-shirt? 15, 20 bucks. You gotta listen to freaking an hour of ads every night. Uh. yeah no it is but but another thing a lot of people don't realize is we do we kind of go long and and it gives us in studio a little bit of a break to to maybe have a little snack even though steve still eats on air um have a little snack go to the bathroom you know do whatever because five six hours is a freaking long time to be sitting in in one spot and just rambling stuff off you know do you guys even know of any other podcast that goes that long uh, yeah. Not not that I can think of. I, I listen to probably twelve different podcasts, and the longest one I know of goes about three hours. Yeah, I think that's that sounds about right. I mean, pretty lot, intense. I don't think podcasts were necessarily meant to to go this long is the thing. But <laughs> you know, he's got we got so much. To, and the crazy thing is, we seriously we cut we cut stuff short so much. Um, I mean, I'm sure you guys have noticed we haven't done voicemails more than like twice in probably the last two months. It seems like yeah. We always ended up just skipping them, and I know a lot of people probably don't really care because it seems a lot of people don't really care for voicemails or emails, a couple of those segments. But we do. We ended up cutting a lot of stuff out. We miss topics that we uh, have on our notes to talk about just because everything ends up going so long. We could seriously go seven, eight hours, but ain't nobody want to listen to that. That's not true. <laughs> Uh, kind of in that same light, let's talk about segments. Um, Ryan, let's start with you. Is there a, is there a segment that you enjoy the most? Uh, and and what about the least? Like, do you have a favorite and least favorite segment from the show? Or do you think they're all dumb? (laughs) Cause that's that's a possibility. (laughs) Actually, you guys got rid of one of my least favorite ones, which was voicemails because most of the time the people that call in are, too dumb to figure how to operate a, a freaking mobile app or too dumb to understand that like, yeah, your phone may be old and it doesn't work with stuff. You need a new phone or so like the voicemails are just people complaining about dumb shit. So I was pretty happy when like the voicemails kind of were pushed off the end. Um, my favorite segments are always the questions, whether it's the tweets of Travis or um, BTO sports, like those segments where the, you got, Expert, you got people expert. that are media, people that are analysts, it, per se, like JT, answering questions. Like, those are my favorite just because there's usually some pretty funny questions and answers in there. Yeah. I, it's funny. I don't mind the voicemails. I, I Sometimes I even enjoy them. I kind of like listening to what people have to say. Uh, they definitely get repetitive sometimes, and there are definitely some some uh, some of you jerkies are 
not very smart, we'll say. <laughs> Uh, to put it, Dude, nice, I had, put it nicely, but I had it one time. I had it one time way back in the day. This would have been there was something with a uh, guy B that was going on when he was complaining on a voicemail or something, and I basically lost my shit. And I called in and like left a voicemail because I was pissed and I was like, "This is stupid," <laughs> and <laughs> that's what kind of made me like not like the voicemails. Even though Steve ended up playing it on the air, it was like, "Yeah, this is dumb." Um. <laughs> Hobo, what about you? Is there a, a segment that you like and don't like? I'm not a huge fan of the JGR check-in. Um, I know that's that's a you know a sponsor segment, but um, uh, you know typically that's more of the boring uh, part of the podcast for me. Other than when Phil's on, if Phil is on, it is my favorite segment for that day <laughs> because Phil is just gold. I mean, that guy he just he just needs to have a mic in front of him at all times. God bless. Um, and then, uh, yeah, tweet at Travis. I like um, the tear offs. I like, but sometimes I wish they would expand rather than Steve pressuring the short answers because right. I, I feel like some of those are good questions. Yeah. And then uh, one thing that I love that Steve does is he will make sure to read an email or play a voicemail from anybody that completely shits on him. And I yeah. love when he reads an email and he's like, thank you, you worthless fat fuck. And he's like, all right, well, I think I'm a fat fuck. Those, are, those are pretty funny. Uh, those are awesome. I almost wish he would do that more. That's great. Because then, you, for one, you're calling people out. Um, and I'm sure they don't really care. But, two, it's it's incredibly entertaining just to yeah, hear, yeah. The, hear the, the crap that spews from people's <laughs> mouths. Uh, Darkside, what about yeah. you? Is there a... Uh, favorite or least favorite segment that you have? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go favorite is a tweet at Travis because of the intro, without a doubt. <laughs> That's a strong intro. Best intro. Thanks for um, the score. And I guess my least favorite, they don't really do much anymore, but that would be the um, uh, the future headlines. I, I didn't. I, I think it's funny because it makes JT mad, but other than that, mm-hmm. I really didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Oh man, when JT was here a couple weeks ago, Steve said to me, "Hey, we're gonna do future headlines tonight." And he wasn't even talking to JT; he was talking to me. And I think JT was like kind of walking away, and all of it, you just hear him go, "No, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not." Like he he just like almost flat out refuses to do. It. He thinks they're so stupid. Which is what makes it funny, though. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's. Uh, I remember one of the segments, Tits versus Tits, a lot of people, it was very polarizing as far as people liking it or not liking it. But, man, sometimes it was just a train wreck, and that's that's what made it so fun to me. Right. I, I almost kind of wish well, plus, we had stuff like that still. Plus the format changed every single time. They scored it differently every time they did it because they couldn't remember it. <laughs> right. They're just winging it every time. Like, nobody could write it down on a piece of paper and, and do the same thing. No, let's just wing yeah. it every time. That was yeah. That was that was fun. Um, what about is there is there a segment that we don't speaking of tits for sits? Is there a segment that we don't have anymore that you guys miss that we you know maybe you wish we brought back or even a suggestion for a, a segment something that you think would would actually be fun or cool or something new and different? Um, Hobo, let's put you on the spot. Anything anything stand out to you? Well, I'm going to agree with those guys about the voicemails. I actually missed the voicemails. That was always one of one of the better segments, I think. Um, an idea to maybe, uh, you know, 
reinstate that segment would be just try to tap them at a minute. Try to tell the callers, hey, if you if your voice is over a minute, we're not going to play it. Get to the point. And, um, you know, I always thought that was interesting. I, I liked the voice notes at the end of the show. Or maybe even try it in the middle of the show or something. It feels like Steve's right at the, you know, the last 30, 40 minutes sometimes is like over it. He's like ready. You know, I mean, it's a long, grueling show. Yeah. And so that happens to be where the voice notes are. And it's just, you know, he kind of has that attitude of like, I'm tired. Let's finish this thing. So maybe putting it into a different segment where there's a little bit more energy, uh, be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. And I, and I do, I think they have, there's, there's definitely some interesting ones and people do have some genuine, interesting questions that I think do deserve a little bit of discussion. I think I've listened to some that we have skipped and there's been a few that, that would have probably, uh, sprouted into some really good conversation, especially mm-hmm. with some of the people that we had in studio at the time, but you know, we just never got to it. And I, I kind of a bummer and I, I like those but i think that's a good idea i think maybe trying something different with them capping them in a minute or or whatever you know just having them get to the point and then uh, maybe doing it at a different time to bring a little more energy i think that's i think that's a great idea something maybe we can try um dark side what about you is there a segment that we don't have anymore that you miss or or any ideas for something fun and exciting that we could um, do? The only thing that comes to mind is maybe, and it'd have to be organized a little better, but some kind of trivia thing, maybe between an in-studio guest and a caller, but but trivia on radio seems to go bad most of the time. Yeah. Uh, what was the biker Sherlock thing? Anybody remember that? <sighs> I don't. I can't remember that. Hobo, do you remember that? What was that, a voicemail? Oh, uh, it was something, It was. I think it was a tits versus tits, and it was... Uh, I don't remember if it was the answer or if it was the wrong answer, but man, they they ran with that running joke forever. What was the joke? I think it was, a, it. Think it was an answer. It was an answer, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know, but it was just so completely wrong, and I don't even remember what the question was. But it was just so complete, <laughs> and they either. just and they just ran with it for I mean months and months, and it still <laughs> comes up every once in a while. It's definitely faded out a little bit, but I think we miss out on some of those some of those. Uh, well, I don't know what you would call them, but jokes that we could run with and yeah. kind of give people crap funny, a little but, bit. But you have to have a way, like, usually what you have is two people and you can't hear who's answering necessarily, and it just goes to shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, now that we got uh, Facebook Live, I think it could be even more entertaining. You got video. Oh, no doubt. Got, I love the Facebook Live, by got, the way. We got video. I don't know what we're doing. Um, who didn't answer that question? Who did Who? Ryan. Ryan. You, you didn't answer that one, did you? No, but I mean, it's pretty much the same as everyone else. I mean, I think the segments that have stuck around have stuck around for a reason, and then the ones that have been dropped have been kind of dropped for reasons. I mean, I thought the tits versus tits was pretty good. Yeah. Because it was always like the last hour of the show, and everyone's kind of loopy and, and, and you know, getting tired. And it, it was entertaining to me, but um, I mean, I think the segments that are there are solid, and then the, the segments that have been dropped have been dropped for, for good reasons. Right. Um, yeah, agreed. Hobo, what do you think about maybe bringing back some some kind of trivia game or something? Uh, do you think that's a, a good idea at all, or do you think it's just like whatever? I think it'd be worth a try, but I wouldn't try to implement it in every show. Right. I would I would just do it like once a month and just you know for a little test run just to see what the uh, response is. But uh, uh, I think play around the format too. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe check out some uh, some stern stuff. Get some ideas. I think the format was just a. A little off, 
Right. But I think there's something there, though. If they can, if they can figure it out, I think there's something, some potential there. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. What's uh? Well, let's talk about callers. Um, Darkside. Maybe we should exclude you from this because you call all the time. <clears throat> um, <laughs> we'll be honest. Ryan, Ryan, what do you think about the callers? Do you, I mean, for one, is there a caller that you that you like or don't like? Um, and then two, how do what do you think about how we handle the callers? Like, just the just the process about you know getting them on, how they how they interact with the show. Um, I know we kind of had a thing a couple weeks ago where people were complaining about people coming on and asking how we're doing and, and, you know, just not getting to the point and blah, blah, blah. But it is, it, it's kind of a uh, instinctual, I guess you could say to, to be polite and say, Hey, how you doing? Thanks for letting me on, you know, long time listener, first time caller, all that, all that nonsense. Um, but, but what do you think about callers in general? And do you have a uh, favorite or least favorite, Ryan? Uh, well, I actually think, uh, like Nash and Darkside, they call in all the time. Don't say Darkside just because he's on that, the phone. No, well, I have to include him though because he does actually call in all the time. But the thing that Nash and and Darkside do is they get to the point. They understand that it's important to cut time or be you know as brief as possible. Um, I really can't stand the dudes that just get on there and ramble. And I mean, when I called, I was I was texting you when I called about Jeff Ward why I wanted to call in for Jeff Ward. Like I was freaking out. Did I ramble? Oh my God. I felt like I was off forever. <laughs> but like, um, I just, there's guys that get on there and ramble. And then also I really hate, like there's a dude that called in this week that was just like, Hey dude, can I just like win some tires? Like, right. yeah, no, that, that's, I'm not a fan of that. Um, Steve I have been shut that enough. down. Yeah, he does. And I have been lucky enough to have called in once and um, when Donnie Little D was in and uh, I won an SMS pipe and silencer. But, um, you know, I was trying to give half of it away and, and uh, you know, Donnie was cool and he sent me a whole bunch of stuff. But, like, I think calling in and winning something fair and square in a trivia game or something is cool or, you know, you're the 12th caller. But don't just call him like, hey, man, like, can I get that helmet or what? Right. Like, that's, that's pretty low. And, and you can tell, usually, when somebody's trying to do that. Like, it happens at least once a show. Depending yeah. on what they're giving away, hey, you know, I just happened to, I cracked my helmet this week. You know, you, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah, they but do. They, tires they, are they fish out, a little man, bit. So you still got those tires? <laughs> right. You, you can definitely tell when they're fishing. Yeah. Throwing that line out there. Uh, Hobo, what do you think about that? What do you... You think we should? You think we should ask the callers that just straight up ask ask for uh, free stuff? Just cut. Yeah, those guys I can't off? stand that. I can't stand <laughs> it. It sets a bad precedent because if you do it once, t- ten people are going to start trying to call and ask for stuff, and it's just going to be annoying. It's bad for the show. Um, you know, uh, actually, at one point, Steve actually said that on the show. He was mm-hmm. like, "All right, n- anyone who asks for something, they're not getting it from now on." And I was so excited. I was like, yes. And then a few months later, somebody asked for something, and, and they just caught Steve on the right day. Yeah. And he, and he caved and gave it to him. I was like, no! <laughs> all, it takes, all it takes is once. He yeah, blew it. He blew it. Takes one. Um, uh, for, as far as the callers, though, um, I would say uh, I, I actually I like Raining Yellow, but not every show. Maybe one, one every, <laughs> once a month, maybe twice a month. Um, 
I like Gringo. He if he called in, you know, a couple times a month, he's solid. He's usually a voicemail guy, but sometimes he'll call in. And then uh, my least favorite are Chris and Dave. Dave. Dave, Dave, yeah, Dave. Dave's got that unique Dave, voice. He's got like that monotone voice. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah. You know, he he sometimes rambles and he just takes up too much time. And you know how sometimes you you ask a question and you can kind of you can kind of tell like all right, I got my one question and and uh, the pace of the show is leaving me behind. I got to get off the phone. He always tries to bite and ask another one when it's <laughs> you know when it's like over his window. Right. right. Yeah, and then Chris. Uh, I feel bad for Chris. I think he's got some issues going on, but uh, he—I <laughs> don't know if you guys caught this. The last time he called in, he—he he actually called in twice and asked Mathis if he knew about some guy on Instagram who was like harassing a bunch of people. Did you guys—you uh, guys remember that? Wasn't that on the Moto Sixty show? Yes, you're right. It I think was. It was on one the of them was on the Moto Sixty. Yeah, show. I think that one yeah. was. Yeah, and I, I it's obvious that. that the guy made up a fake account and he's just harassing people and he's trying to like get attention, <laughs> you know. And um, then, like, who, he's like, yeah, everybody's talking about it. Have you heard about it, Steve? Like, who's talking about it, Chris? Right. Like, Didn't see who in the world out? are you talking to? That's like, hey, did you see that <laughs> random dude with you know fifty followers on Instagram harassing people? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that was funny, um, but uh, yeah. Um, those are the ones that kind of ring a bell off the top of my head. Right. Um, all right, Dark. So I, I guess we'll let you answer this question, even though you probably don't count since you call in almost every week. Um, well, yeah, that may be too much. I mean, so speak up if it is, because sometimes I think, damn, I call in too much. But I always, you know, I like calling in. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I'll be honest, and that's why I do it. So and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's fine. I think that's part of the reason why Steve lets that happen. Uh, and he wants people to call in that want to call in, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with everybody. Um, sometimes people ramble, and, it, and there is a there is kind of a technique to it, you know. And I've listened to enough talk radio through the years, like Howard and Bubba the Love Sponge, where you learn, and Howard to just hang up on somebody, no words, no bad, just hangs up. Yeah, you got to get to the point, and you got to let the people on the show answer, because that's who everybody that's listening wants to hear. They don't want to hear me. I try to ask a, ask a question that I want to know the answer to, but. Everybody wants to hear the the guy Steve and everybody else answer, so you got to shut up. And and I try to make it quick. I don't try to stay on very long. Yeah. So if that was your advice to callers, that would, if you had to give one piece of advice to callers, that would be it: is is call in, get your get your question in, and then just listen. Let them yeah. You know, let them yeah, answer. Yeah. Be prepared. Like know what you're going to ask, because you you do kind of get on the phone, and sometimes you can get a little nervous and you forget what you're going to say. I've done it more than once, but. Yeah, get in, ask your question, shut up. And if you have a second question, Steve will let you answer. That's one of the things that a lot of other radio hosts won't do is they'll just hang up before, while they're answering the question, they'll usually hang up on the listener. And Steve doesn't do that. He probably should sometimes. Eh, he does sometimes, but definitely not. Def, it's definitely not the norm. Right, but normally he will give you a second question if you, you know, and, and he'll if answer. He respects it. If you, he will. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah for sure. Now, now... Let me just throw this out there. I've I've even told Steve this, so I want to get your guys' thoughts. Um, and I think someone even brought it up recently. Does does the demeanor or uh, yeah, let's just let's just go demeanor um, from Steve between the Pulpomex show and the Moto Sixty show to those who listen. Do you notice a big difference or no? Um, Ryan, do you do you listen to the Moto Sixty show? 
Uh, I try to, but I can't get to it every week. Um, okay, we're skipping you. Dark side, you listen to the 60 show. Sounds good. I do, and <laughs> I, I guess I've noticed a little bit since it got mentioned, um, and it's probably just because it's a shorter show. There's probably not near as much preparation he has to put into it, and the Moto 60 show, he's either got Weeds or JT or somebody on with him the entire time, and and it's a lot. It's probably a lot more compact and easy to handle. Yeah, uh, Hobo, have, do you listen to Moto 60 show? Yeah, yeah. Have yeah, you, I do have every you week. noticed that, or is that, or is that a just? I I have, but I I have a theory that it's just by default. I kind of look at the Moto 60 show like it's a preview to a movie. Right, it's like the, it's almost like the promotion of the next race. It's building the excitement. All right, we're gearing up. I'm getting ready to go to the airport and leave. Uh, this is who's in. This just happened. To, you know, it's like a, it's it's just like a, you're preparing for the big show. So I think there's just generally a different level of excitement with Steve and with the callers and uh, with JT and and whoever else is on, um, and uh, so you know I I kind of understand that. And then the, and then Monday it's. It's. I mean, they do the review Sunday where it's like, all right, you're 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 on the downslope now, and then Monday it's like, all right, we're settled in and we're really analyzing and breaking stuff down. So, I don't know. I see a little bit of a different energy, but I understand it, and it, it's definitely an exciting show. Yeah, yeah. It's. I for some reason I had I had noticed that, and I think what what I what made me notice it first was the way he uh, let people go when they were hanging up the phone. And he would. Say you, he was like super nice, super thanks for calling. Um, and I noticed that, and I asked him one time, he's like, Oh, yeah, maybe, probably, I guess, I don't know. I was like, Yeah, you def- definitely a little bit. Classic. Um, yeah, well, I think, right. I think you guys are right, you know, uh, different time of week, different time of day, you know, uh, Thursday's Moto 60 show is in the middle of the day, uh, Monday's show is at night, it's dark a lot of times. That, I think that has a, an effect on everyone's mood. Um, and then being short, quick one-hour show compared to five, heck, I'd probably be more chipper too. Right. <laughs> um, let's go to uh, – are there any – are there any, like, obsessions in the Pulpamex world? Um, let's go like, – like, for example, the Chick-fil-A thing. Are there any obsessions where that that just drag on that you kind of wish maybe wouldn't have that just the running jokes that went on too long or an obsession or running joke that goes on still that you're just kind of like you're kind of like what 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 why is this even still a thing um, if anything I you know the pulp, the Chick Fil A thing was just something I had thought of because that went on for months and months. And it still comes up every once in a while. It's crazy to me that people th- people go and see Trey Kennard, and the first thing they think of is Chick Fil A. They're like, "Hey, let's ask let's ask Trey Kennard about Chick Fil A because he talked about Chick Fil A, and Chick Fil A is on the Pulp Mech show, and they talked about it on the show. I'm gonna go meet this pro rider, and I'm gonna ask him about Chick Fil A. You know, um, anything anything like that that stands out to you guys, uh, Ryan? Anything come to mind to, for you? No, I, I I think those jokes are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Even when they run on, like they're they're funny to me. Uh, the horses the play one was great. The horse is plenty dead, and Ryan's like, "Yep, no, let's let's keep it going. Beat that thing, <laughs> beat it." <laughs> fair, fair um, enough, fair enough. Yeah, 
Uh, I mean, the, a lot of those, I, I thought they were, the jokes are, they're good. And I, I like bringing them up. And I think it's like a sound drop to me. Just hearing it again just puts me right back in that moment when the first, when it first happened. And I just yeah. chuckle every time. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Hobo, what about you? Is there anything, anything like that that stands out to you that you're just like, eh? No, you know, I, I feel like, um, again, Steve, uh, he, he's got that awareness. He, he, he I don't know if it's just from years of listening to radio or what, but he seems to have that sixth sense of knowing when when's the right time to end it. You know, he'll definitely push it, but um, it seems like he lets it go when he knows it's going to start hurting the show probably or get too annoying. Yeah. Um, but what's funny is um, I never had Chick-fil-A until they started bringing this up. Oh, gosh. And I went and tried it. It is amazing. Thank you. Thank oh, you. It is amazing. So oh you. my God! Has Has Mathis tried it yet, or is he still? No, I still. Not I don't. Going? I don't think he has uh, tried it again since the whole thing it started. It is so good. I'm like lightweight obsessed with it now. I wish I never tried it. Actually, it's pretty yeah, amazing. The spicy. The spicy chicken sandwich is amazing. Yes. Thank and, you. And that Chick Fil A sauce. Oh. Good God. Oh, All day. It's big in Texas. I don't know how big it is out there, but yeah, my my fiance's daughters have like a tub of it in the refrigerator. He can just buy the sauce. Some, I can't some tell you would how many say I've driven there on a Sunday intense. and like been bummed out because I had to turn around and come home for close. <laughs> no doubt, Dude, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Listen, yep. Some people go to church. Good church going people. <laughs> I'm not one of them, really. I'm horrible. Right. Um, what? Anything else uh, about the show that you guys think could be better? Uh, something maybe that we do during the show, or Steve does during the show, or I do during the show that kind of annoys you guys at all that you wish we wouldn't um dark side you honestly you know this is something we talked about when we were talking about topics and i've racked my brain and i honestly can't think of anything i don't believe you well i can't man i, I, mean, don't I wish believe i could you. i really wish i could find something that i felt like a negative about but it, there just isn't any how about this i wish you did lo- you went longer <laughs> let's, let's go seven hours you know, there's been times where I'm like, I, I kind of wish we would. Well, there was that one where we were we were right coming up on six hours. Yeah. And I was like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And it was gonna be. I get to, it was gonna be Pookie's birthday enough. and everything, and we and Steve was oh, having yeah. none of it. Yep. I'm fortunate enough to get to listen most of the time when I, when I'm at work when I'm in the work truck, and the show gets over, and I'm like, really already? <laughs> now what am I gonna do? Yeah. Now do what? Now what do I do? So have you ever been driving around with the show on and it ends and you kind of like didn't realize it's over until it's silent for five minutes and you get like depressed a little bit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I got to put music on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, then, I, then I listen to main event. You don't have uh, to say that sucks. just because Nick's on either. No, no. no I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, think, I think main event is garbage. Don't stop it. Stop <laughs> it. I tell Daniel all the time, like, dude, here, here's, here's the problem. Daniel's too involved in the industry. And once we stop recording, he becomes interesting. Yeah. Got so, yeah, I can I can see how that. It's tough. Uh, you know, it's yeah. got to be tough because he's got to he's got to watch out for himself and try to be entertaining all at the same time. Sometimes those do, those don't mesh very well, you know. Right. Well, he's. I hear he's going to be on Pulp in studio in, a, in the next few coming weeks. So maybe we'll have to ask him about that. I told him you better not. You know be all politically correct like come on man give us some opinions he's a, he tries to play both sides and keep everybody happy he doesn't he, he doesn't want to stir anything up he's got too much uh invested yeah 
the real question, Hobo, is have you been fired from main event for coming on this show yet? <laughs> no. no. No, I actually told Daniel, I texted him earlier, I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm just going to bag on you pretty much the whole time. <laughs> he was probably like, like, all right, yeah, whatever. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, that's, we have that relationship where we just we just bicker back and forth nonstop. Yeah. But it, you know, it never gets serious. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's I think that's how it should be. That's Yeah. Um, Ryan, what about you? Is there anything that you don't like about the show? Uh, well, I try to listen to it live on Mondays when I can, but I can't always. So I'm always texting you like on Tuesdays while I listen to it through work. So sometimes I wish it was a little bit shorter. I think it's funny that um, you guys took out a commercial break, but the show got longer. It seemed like um, <laughs> so you're like you're getting more content, but. Um, sometimes it's like, man, I can't even get through a work day with the amount of people like that'll come to my desk and talk to me, like interrupt the show. I'm like, I, I, I can get a list to it on the way in the work, at work when I'm leaving. And then I'm like, oh shit, I still got an hour left. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll listen to it on Wednesday. Yeah. But that's just specifically me. I mean, honestly, if the show is longer, I really wouldn't care. I'm sure there are people out there that wish it was shorter. You know, I, I mean, I don't know why. Well, they can stop listening anytime they you're, want. You're weird, Ryan. You're just a weirdo. <laughs> Dude, I got a, I got a, I got a young kid and another one coming, and like sometimes you just don't got time to sit in the office and listen to it. All I hear is blah blah blah. I'm a dirty tramp. <laughs> That's all I'm hearing right now. Davy Coombs is beating up your kid. <laughs> um, all right, now let's go. Let's go the other way. Let's. Best part about the show, like. Uh, I mean, doesn't not necessarily like a segment or <clears throat> a co-host or anything, but is, is there anything that you just love about the show other than just loving the show itself? Dark side. Yeah, for me, um, it's it's gotten me a whole new group of people that I talk to and interact with, whether it be on Twitter, at the races, um, people you know wearing a pulp shirt at Supercross and having people come up and talk to you about the show. Um, just opened up a whole new world of. You know, whether it be friends, and we're getting together, at the, at going to practice together like this weekend, we're having a ride day, and a bunch of people are coming up that, are, that I've met through Pulp or whatever. I think that's the best part of it for me. Yeah, that's solid. Um, Hobo, what about you? You know, I'm, I'm fascinated by the amount of power it has built um, and the amount of influence in the sport that it's, it's uh, you know, it, it has with it. And, um, you know, one thing about Mathis is you know he ain't afraid if he if he has an opinion. Uh, I would say my favorite part is is when there's somebody that Mathis just exposes and with passion. You know, I love when he comes out and he's like, "Fuck this guy, this and that," and uh, Rider? Um, you know, throws him on blast because it's I, I feel like that's well deserved. And I don't think Mathis is is reckless about it. I mean, he seems like a pretty uh, rounded, well rounded person and and you know he's, he's with it enough where he's not just super reckless so most of the time it seemed like people probably deserve that maybe like the dirt rider thing or um you know there's been a few other times so uh, but i just think that the power and the momentum it, it's gained within the sport is uh is so interesting it's it's just cool to see it evolve and and um you know have its have its little influence of changing everything it is crazy the amount of power it has i mean the whole dirt rider thing is <clears throat> just a good example probably because it's so recent and you know in the grand scheme of things it probably didn't have a huge impact on dirt rider but the amount of people i for fun the next day i went on dirt riders like instagram page 
And I was kind of reading the comments that people were leaving on posts that weren't even relevant to anything going on, you know, from like a month ago. And people were just blasting them, just absolutely ripping them for, for canning kefir like that. And, you know, they're canceling subscriptions and this and that. And I was just like, dude, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah, that yeah. people are, they don't even care. They don't even care. Like, they don't even care about the whole story. They, it could be completely wrong. Um, but you know, pulp said it, so that's, that's, that's how it goes. That's what's, that's what's going on. Just a, another example, uh, something that's a little bit, uh, you know, I, I had a soft spot for is, um, when I was on my journey back in 2012, um, Steve had me on the show and I was like, you know, homeless walking and I was at a Mexican restaurant. They let me use the phone there and I call in and I'm on, on the show or whatever. And it was funny at the time because Watson was like, well, why are you having this homeless guy on your show? And then Watson was like still my favorite guy. But anyways, um, the very next day after I was on the show, the very next day, a news fan tracks me down. And this guy pops out with a camera and he's like, Hey man, I heard you on Pulp MX last night. We want to do a story. And it was a local news station. And, uh, um, you know, it's like, I, then I was on the news and then the next day after the news aired, like 40 people came out and gave me money and food and, and all the support. And then all these families from this town were like, Hey, we're going to let our, our cousins know at the next town. And they're waiting to, you know, see you and they have a care packet. And it kind of started this momentum that carried, um, for, you know, the next few states. And it was just, it really changed the whole trajectory. So Pulp MX has like a very special place in my heart for that reason. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Just a, a way that it worked its, itself into my life and, and changed, uh, made a change is pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, that's rad. And I remember that whole thing when it was happening and I, uh, <clears throat> I, I thought it was crazy. I didn't, you know, you weren't really, you were just hobo Nick back then. You know, just, just walking, walking around. Um, but man, to hear that kind of stuff and, and hear the stories was, was pretty rad, but man, it's definitely cool to see the, the reach that Pulp has and how much yeah. people will like, will like do for each other just because, oh, Hey, you're a Pulp listener. I like you, you know? They, yeah. Yeah. It's its own little cult. Yeah. It kind of is. We're totally. like, we're, we're like our own little CrossFit. And what's cool, too, is I know a lot of casual fans who know, you know, a little bit about the sport, and they watch the races, and it's like, hey, do you know the Pulp MX show? And they're like, no, what's that? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to change your life. Yeah. And then right, they start right. listening, and they become <laughs> super fans. And then we start texting. You know, it's like, it's cool because you have this little surprise you can share with people. Yeah. And you know they're going to like it. You're like, you're like, there's no way they're not. Oh, of course. It's just, yeah. Of course. Um, Ryan, what about you? Anything that, uh, what about the show that something that you just love well like first off dude i cannot believe that was in 2012 like i remember it. i can't believe it's been that long <laughs> yeah you're telling me five years ago like, i feel like i feel like that just happened um the, the thing that i like the most about is just uh getting to have been a part of it and that's obviously that's because of you travis but um just being a part steve being steve and pookie both being really cordial and nice and letting me be a part of it and, and provide help in the way that I know how to do for my, for my profession. And that, you know, I could help out in some way. And, uh, you know, Steve's going to hear this and whatever, but 
um, you know, you, you gave me some money for the, for the app designs. And I'm like over here, man, I'll do it for free. Like that Chappelle thing where it's like, he's talking about doing commercials for chickens. It's like, I love this stuff. I would do, I would design for this show or do anything for the show for free just because it's such a big part of my everyday life. Like I, I don't, I hardly go to racer X. I mean, I go to racer X and listen, read some of that stuff. I have a subscription, but like I, when I get to when I hear when I have the meat of uh, this what I want to hear about the sport, I go to pulp, and so it's just um, I don't know if it's like just because it's a little more insidery, less less politically correct, but it's just a big part of it, and I'm just glad to have been a part of it in a small, tiny, tiny, tiny way. Yeah, uh, I think it's kind of something that you touched on is being willing to do things for pulp. Um, pretty much without compensation, not, not expecting anything in return. Um, sure. I gave you a, a little bit of a cut of the, the money that I made for the app because I, it, I mean, hundred percent, it wouldn't have been what it is without your help. Um, but you seriously, you went on vital because you heard us talk about maybe wanting to redo the app and you were like, Oh, I'm a designer. I've made up some, some, uh, mock-ups here and you posted them on vital and that's how it all got started. But I mean, did you even think that that I would ever or any of us would ever contact you and actually want to get you involved and, and have you help us? Uh, I honestly didn't even know you were on Vital <laughs> at that time. Like, I knew you talked talk about it, but I didn't know what your your your, your username was on it or anything. Because um, I tend to stay out of a lot of the debates. I've been a freaking member of that for almost 10 years now, but... Um, I just read it sometimes, but I don't really pay attention to who's saying what or, you know, but I just try to like look at it. And of course we've talked about the Jeff Ward thread. That's like my Graceland, but, um, no, I just put them on there because it's like, eh, I think it'd be cool. This is, I know some of you guys probably listen to the show on here. So this is kind of what I would think it'd be cool to be looking like what you could possibly do with it. I had no idea that you would be on there. Yeah. And then when I got a private message, I was like, holy shit, what the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's crazy because i had already kind of started working on it at that point and what i had was just not not pretty not pretty at all and thankfully you made it pretty because it sucked at first uh so yeah, at, at yeah, least it looked, right now. at least it looked good you know <clears throat> hobo do you have the app you better tell me you have the i app. have the original app but uh, um not the new one you're, I, i'm hanging up on you right now <laughs> do, you need me to do you need me to Venmo you two dollars? Oh gosh! No, I, you know what? I'm gonna buy it as soon as I get the phone. I will buy it just because. Do you, I, you I guys need to remember when it. when it was first coming up and people were complaining about the price? And Steve said something like, "I can't remember what he said, but I ended up PayPaling Steve like ten bucks or something." So here, pay some, for some people's apps because it's so silly that people complain about that. That's ridiculous, Dark Side. Ridiculous. We have codes <laughs> that we can give people. Well, I, I realize that, but I was hey, whatever. This is the kind of He's man, man of the people. This is the kind of man there that Darkside is. You know, and I'm just realizing I'm the only one that hasn't been in studio. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, it, it's an, it happen. It's an elite club, Darkside. Uh, you're right. You're right. An elite club. You're you're in the presence of greatness. So uh, you're a whackbacker yeah, I mean, now. <laughs> you got a guy that's done a backflip. A guy that walked across America, and a guy that created an app. You guys are killer. Yep. 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 You're Talk uh, about a bunch of random categories. Yeah, seriously. Right. 
we're gonna talk about Dark Side, how he's big time, uh, got his own show and being a guest on hey, other Dark Side, what's, uh, what's your what's your name from Dark Side? Is that uh alluding to like a, a schmig schmack schminus or something? <laughs> I'm a total Star Wars dork. Oh nice. So nothing nothing too cool. I'm just a big Star Wars dork and when I first started my Twitter account, that's what I used and when I the first time I called in, I said Dark Side and it stuck. I'm out. I'm out on the Star Wars conversation. That's all right. Dude, yeah, we've had words about this I mean, it's guy. for most people, but not everybody. Never seen it. Uh, I'm with Weege. Jesus. That just doesn't... <laughs> I don't see how that's possible. Hey, Dark Side, I'm on your side. I've given him so much shit in text about that. Oh, you don't even want to know. I guess yeah. you could say Ryan is on the dark side. Have you oh, seen yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Travis? Dude, I legitimately... No, I've never seen it. wearing a Star Wars shirt today. Well, I, yeah, I, I, wow. I, I'm sitting Ball in the bedroom speed. right now looking at my collection. I mean, I'm a dork. Sounds gay. I, we have Star Wars trees every year. My kids <laughs> are pretty cool about it. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's where it comes from. But, and, and I don't have my own show. I want, you know, I get crap from that from my guys sometimes because Steve says, hey, dark side show. You know, I, I, my guys, my buddies Mark and TJ that are part of the show are equal guys on the show, and they just – they're not the type to call into the Pulp Show, but they're huge fans. And that's why they started our show to begin with. I wasn't even a part of it when they started it. They just, they loved the Pulp Show. They wanted to do something on their own. They started a little, you know, podcast and invited me on one day, and it's grown from there. They're using and you for exposure. You better get your royalties. <laughs> well, you know what? TJ paid for all the equipment, so oh, it's his all right. show. All right. um, hey, I have a question for you guys. Shoot. And Travis, you'll you'll help uh, contribute to this a little bit. Are any of you guys a little bit concerned with Steve's health? Maybe. Oh, there you oh. go. I know it's a sensitive subject, but you know I've I've thought about it a few times, and um, man, I don't know what I would do if without all this content <laughs> or not this, but <laughs> um, not 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 particularly him. Just all the stuff. Yeah, he puts the out. content. Yeah. No, uh, you know, wh- what's his diet like? I've I've heard stuff on the podcast that he barely eats, and then I've heard other. I don't know, what, Travis. What do you, What do you see? Are you concerned with that? I don't see him. Now that you mention it, I don't see him eat a whole lot. Um, after the show, he'll have a sandwich. Go downstairs and have a sandwich. Sometimes, you know, Pookie makes us Pookie snacks during the show. Right. Um, it's usually like something. Something sweet, something dessert, but it's not like not some huge, massive plate of something, you know. Um, but yeah, now that you mentioned, I don't really see him eat a whole lot. So I think we need to get him back on the on the mountain bike, man. I think we need to campaign. <laughs> you know, we need to we need to prolong this uh, this this pulp empire. I don't think you're alone because we definitely, you know, he gets tweets and calls about it. He's played some voicemails and um, he's aware. He he knows. Yeah. And I think he wants to, but you know, it is, it's tough. He, he does. He puts out a lot of, uh, a lot. I don't want to blow him here, but I, I guess I will gobble, gobble. He, I mean, he did like three podcasts today before I got here, you know? Um, oh, the guy's a beast. No, he's, there's no doubt about it. He's constantly grinding. Um, you know, whatever, it, whatever it would take to, to get out and spend a, an hour on the bike or doing half hour on the elliptical or whatever, you know, for sure it, it would help. But, uh, have you guys ever talked about maybe, um, I know he's, you know, he talks about retiring and getting away from the show. What about just charging people 
per show or setting up some sort of a um, subscription-based podcast. Um, I feel like, I don't know if you guys got 30,000 listeners right now, I bet you about 10 to 12 would pay probably, you know, 10 bucks a month for the yeah. podcast. You know, That's kind of what the Patreon thing is, though. I mean, it's it's not a mandatory. It's, you can do it on your own. Yeah, but the difference is I'm, I'm just lazy enough not to get on Patreon and do it. But if they if he took the podcast away from me, then I would get on and do it. Sure. Right. Yeah, right. I think that's a fair point. And then like Darkseid well, said, they do uh, they do like special things for Patreon people. Yep. Um, sometimes they get stuff early before other people get it. Um, right. Yeah. He's definitely Swizz talked about. Swizz just came out with, a, I guess, a, a special T-shirt for patreon listeners um i don't know what it looks like i think it's just a basic shirt but it's something we're getting for free you know right yeah um i don't know if i'm supposed to say that but yeah, whatever you get, if, you, if you're not on the patreon you hey, don't get the shirt go go to patreon and you can you can get in on it um right. he's steve's talked to me a, f- a few times about doing something similar uh i think it came up because of his hockey pod and he wanted to do some exclusive stuff and he was kind of looking at ways to to keep it exclusive, you know? Um, and then it wouldn't even be things that released later to the general public, but I mean, they would just be a hundred percent exclusive pods. And he was kind of looking at ways to do that. And Patreon does seem like a pretty easy way to do it. Cause they have certain ways to, to, uh, make sure certain people only get certain feeds and certain podcasts and, and certain things. But, uh, I, I do, I think it's an interesting point. And I think something you said is, you're you're lazy enough that you won't go to Patreon, but if we took it away from you, then that yeah. might that might uh, promote a little bit of action. But uh, absolutely, and I don't I don't think he wants to do it for. You no, know, obviously he does want to make money because that's what keeps him producing all the content. But um, mm-hmm. I don't think he necessarily wants to to seem greedy uh, in a sense either. But right. And I don't think, first, the outcry would be insane. I mean, think about how everybody bitched about $2 for an app that they don't even have to get yeah. to hear the show. Yeah. But right. I don't think people realize how hard he really works because the small show that we do, I literally spend hours upon hours during the week while I'm at my real job trying to line up guests. So I can't even imagine what – it's probably easier for him to get – I know it's easier for him to get people on, but it's still – it's so time-consuming. And keeping up with his Twitter feed and Instagram and all that, it takes a lot. I mean, it, it may not be back-breaking work, but it's a lot of time. Yeah. Um, Ryan, were you going to say I, – I heard you chime in there and you kind of got cut off. Did Were you going to say Sorry. something? Oh, no. I was felt like I was cutting people off, so I shut my mouth. But <laughs> – uh, um, I just know that I interrupt people all, all the time. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Um, well we, played. We had talked about, we had, we had talked about, you know, what if the app had a subscription built into it? Um, you know, that it would not necessarily take away the podcast, but it would like create that exclusive content within the, within the app. Mm-hmm. And it kind of already does that by buying the app, but then like adding features in that would make the app, have more exclusivity if you subscribe to it through it. Right. Um, I think there's ways around that, but it's just, it really has to come from Steve and deciding to pull the trigger on something like that. And it's a big undertaking and it's, you got to expect blowback from it. But um, look, I I look at it from this way, just 
I know that that dude to do these things, like people do these things as full-time jobs. If he's not doing just this and, uh, you know, I just want him to be okay financially, like for all the work and what he's given to the motocross community, I just want him to be okay and make sure that he's getting through life and, you know, nothing's going to be hurting him. He's he's fine. I feel that way for most people, but. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I'm just, I, you know, I just want people to be able to make it and not be struggling. Yeah, no, and he does. He's he's fine. Um, I think, I think a little bit more would, you know, maybe up the enthusiasm, so to speak. But yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? And I, and yeah, like Ryan said, we've talked about uh, ways to to do maybe kind of some some kind of subscription thing. Um, in the app and there's, there's ways to do that and there's different ways to get around that. And I mean, there's all kinds of different things you can do, but I think he just wants to, he wants to put out free content that people enjoy. And, you know, it would definitely cause some blowback, but I think at that point it would kind of be like, uh, does the blowback outweigh the, the potential revenue or income? You know, it would just be like weighing the pros and cons at that point. And we've never actually got there, but I, it's definitely something interesting. Um, I don't think I would, I personally would have no problem. Can you imagine if it was even only a dollar a month, you know, right. Um, the, the amount of revenue that it would generate and well, help yeah. grow everything, you know, and and then the, the content would be even better. And, and yeah, I mean, but you know, like we said earlier, people, everyone wants everything free. They want it fast. They want it now. Um, and yeah, that's just kind of the world we live in. He, my, my, uh, our producer TJ had come up with this idea and he thought about talking to Steve about it. And I don't know if he'd be interested, but he could grow his empire like by if he, you get a subscription to the Pulpamex, whatever channel, and he could have other people that he likes maybe do shows like Travis, you could do a show or, or have other shows under the Pulpamex banner that are put on. And if you pay for a subscription, you get these other shows. Right. You know, and, and, you know, I mean, uh, Stern did that with his own channel when he had Bubba Love Sponge and um, a couple other guys on his channel. And, you know, you you subscribe to Sirius and you got these all these this different content, and that's something he could do. Where maybe he wouldn't have to do all the work; he could just oversee it. Um, Hobo, back to you. What do you think about what do you think about this topic? Do you like you said you're kind of lazy to a little too lazy to go to Patreon, but if if it was taken away from you or even if the incentives were, were were right and the process to sign up was easy enough, is that something that, that would interest you or, I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I'd pay, I would pay 10, but you know, maybe I'm not the average listener. Um, but yeah, a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, uh, I'd have no problem paying. And I think enough people would pay that to make it very profitable for Steve. And I think he's given so much over the years that he, uh, I think he deserves, more than what he's getting. I don't know what he's getting. I'm sure he's fine, but you know, he, he's, he's really evolved the media in the sport. That's huge. I mean, this is a sport that a lot of people love and he's opened up the the windows of information for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's underestimated. Um, yeah. even, even if he kept the main Monday show, uh, you know, free mm-hmm. and then, uh, the, the moto 60 and the review podcast, which is my personal, personal favorite and the, uh, fantasy show, you know, those kind of things, especially the fantasy show, because if you're playing fantasy, you're already jumping online somewhere and, and, you know, hitting the PayPal or whatever. So, yeah, you're already in it. 
Yeah. Right. And I, don't so know I, how, I think. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I, was, I don't know how realistic it is, but okay. They, I think his average downloads are somewhere near thirty thousand. Is that right? Um, for the pulp show, it's it's more, but for the other ones, it's less. Okay. I mean, I don't know if you could get fifty percent of those people to pay a dollar a month. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good chunk of change. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and you could use that to to just make things better, like I said. And that's that's kind of that's kind of the way I think of things, just because from a technical standpoint. And you know, I am on that side, and I help him out with a lot of that stuff. And but uh, man, to to have that, what we could do with that would just be unreal. I, I feel like it, we could change not only pulp but just the media the moto media in general even more than he already has you know right um, right but you know i like i said he's not greedy he he loves what he does um he definitely gets burned out on it a little bit sometimes i think and and i think anybody would with the amount of time that he puts into it but um i think that would i think that would help a little bit so that'd be interesting yeah it'd be interesting uh, to those who are listening, get some feedback on on something like that. See what people think. Uh, you know, tweet us or email whatever. Because what I think would be so rad is if it got to the point where they can afford to like rent out a box suite at every round of Supercross and just have an entire day of just a show. Yeah. But the problem there is is there's too many conflicting, uh, you know, powers. Uh, I don't even think they would allow that. Right. I mean, would Feld. Who knows? Or the TV networks allow Steve to run a, a live podcast in a in a suite like that? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know that the. I mean, wouldn't that be incredible? Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, definitely, that'd be amazing. Like Osborne wins the 250 main, and then 10 minutes later, he's uh, you know, he's on the show yeah. watching the 450 main with Steve talking about it. Yeah. Do you think he'd be willing to do like a meet and greet? You know, like each show. You know, you pay. I don't know. 40 bucks and you meet Steve and maybe each week he gets somebody like AC to come in for five minutes and sign, you know, or something like that. So I don't know. Something like that. I'm sure that would be interesting. I don't know. That's just more stuff for him to have to do though. Right. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know the, the technicalities and everything that would go right. into making something like that work. So, I mean, that's kind yeah, of out of my realm, but we could meet a Chick-fil-A. At I feel like... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> go ahead, Ryan. I feel like, I feel like if, uh, you think about it though, if you get those subscriptions, that maybe makes him it capable for him to not have to do so many other things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because maybe he's like, yes. all right, well, I don't need to do this freelance article. I can, you know, maybe just keep doing this stuff a little bit more and put more time and effort into this stuff. Yeah. So it's just That's a great point. Disperses yeah. time in other places. And I think that I think that again would go back to to the enthusiasm. The enthusiasm would probably go up a little bit. And uh, once again, just making making it all better. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's a it's a tough problem to tackle. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, with the world we live in and everyone's mindsets. But it's interesting. Uh, you know, for sure. Is that something you think Steve would be receptive to? Just doing podcasts. I mean, that that seems to me like it would be his his dream. I think so. Um, I know he. I know he genuinely genuinely enjoys doing a lot of the the articles and and stuff that he does. Um, so who knows if he would even want to stop that stuff. That's kind of like me. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of times with programming, like uh, we, we, we often talk about, you know, we're going to make this app and it's going to make us billionaires and we won't have to work anymore. But <laughs> it's to the point where like, man, I enjoy programming so much that I don't, I would never, I don't think I'd be able to stop. Honestly, 
And I think you that's kind of pride in your craft. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the same for him with podcast, uh, with with writing and and the articles and uh, journalism in general. Uh, he just genuinely enjoys it. I don't know if he would necessarily want to stop some of them. I'm sure there's definitely aspects of it that he would, but you know, uh, a lot of it he probably wouldn't. So, um, all right, last well, let's maybe kind of wrap this up. We're almost pushing two hours. I didn't expect to go this long. But uh, I think it's been I think it's been good. Um, what about what about with me? Well, with me personally on the on the show, is there anything I do or don't do? Um, and this isn't this isn't blow Travis. You know, I need some criticism. Um, I don't get it. It seems like I don't get a whole lot. I've definitely had some as far as like screening calls and whatnot. But what do you guys think about the producer position um, and how it could be better, worse or is it fine? Um, Dark side, let's start with you. Yeah, from what I see, you know, being on the outside, I think you do a fantastic job. Um, so, again, it's always positive, I guess, coming from me with the show <laughs> because I don't see any problems with it. You you seem to handle all the stresses, you know, and Steve gives you crap sometimes in certain situations, but you even handle that well. Uh, you know, the show, you haven't lost a show yet that I know of, uh, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do a good job. Um you know, you you're you communicate with Steve well while you're taking the phone call. Sometimes he can hear you in the background a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think you handle everything very well. It's it, it's got to be a very stressful position. Nah. Well, there you go then. Nah. Come on, nothing. I mean, nothing I can do better. There's got to be something. Dude, I've seen him in action. He's lazy. I'm. Oh, okay. So well, never lazy. mind. I take it all back. <laughs> F you, dude. <laughs> I bust ass. Yeah, you do. Uh, you're based off the, the last, the other producers that have been there. <laughs> you, you know, come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's look at well, it. Yeah, let's look like, at it in a vacuum, though. Yeah, like uh, I when, think you do a great when job. Tits, when Tits was on there, yeah, I think you do a great job. But when I, when uh, Tits was on there, it was like, okay, yeah, I could see how this kind of works. I mean, he stumbled a little bit, but whatever. And you just think you're just kind of accustomed to that. And then Gibbs came around, you're just like, what the. Uh, yes, and, and and then and then you came along, and it's like okay, yeah, this this is better than Tits was. So it's just it's been a progression, but it's like um, until something better, like if you leave and something better comes along, I think you're doing just as you need to do. Oh, well, give me some criticism, since neither of these yeah, guys will. Well, I'm usually pretty on, good at at being critical. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> your design your design skills suck. You shut your mouth. <laughs> just shut your mouth. I would say the. I mean, I, I was sitting here thinking about this as those guys were answering, trying to come up with something, and I couldn't. But something just popped into my mind um, about how bad you actually suck. No, I'm just kidding. No, thank you. Um, no, but uh, the only thing I'm, I'm thinking of now is I. I always knew who Tits was passionate about as far as riders and in the sport, mm-hmm. and uh, Gibbs also. He, I mean, producing. I think you school both of them, but. Um, I don't know who you like. I don't know what writers you like. I don't know <laughs> who you're you're pulling for. Um, so I guess maybe just a little bit more sharing, a little bit more of your passion and uh, and stuff like that would be cool. Would be it'd be nice to know that. I'm Switzerland. That's a good point. I stay I, like I stay that, neutral. Actually. Do you guys know who Travis's writers are? Ryan sounds like you're closer to him, so maybe you know. I definitely don't. I don't think I've ever heard him. Say yeah, he he definitely is very neutral. 
Ryan, do you know who my favorite writer is? I feel like we've talked about this now on the spot, but I feel like you're a pretty big fan of Dungey and Robson. No Dungey, please. No thank you. Okay. I'm no, out. I've been asked it all out. No cream. I'm out. No cream. Um, honestly, I don't know if I really do have a favorite. I enjoy watching Roxon ride, and, uh, you know, I, I I would hate to see him just win everything and make it boring, kind of like some of the other guys have, but I just his right. style and everything. Um, he's probably he's probably my favorite in that regard. So, But, yeah, other than that, we, we I think did, I'm pretty neutral. We did have a pretty good, like, hardcore crush on Stu Seth on who? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Stu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stuart. Uh, are we all Stuart nut huggers? Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Unanimous. All uh, day. Roundtable show. Unanimous. All day. Stuart yeah. Huggers. I'll give you that. Bring back Stu. Definitely. Oh man. Stu, we miss you. Got a year here. Oh, man, if you just started right now, it's not too late. Oh gosh. <laughs> stop. Stop. People are gonna. Oh, the five people that listen to this are gonna are gonna get ideas and call in Monday and. I want to talk yeah. about Stu. They said Stu was coming a, back. I don't want to hear it. This is a hey. You know what's funny? Random go down. Random side note is uh, it's funny that anytime you have a you know an up and coming guy, once they're dominating and winning everything, just people just start hating him. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Just human nature. Like yeah. somebody that's so dominant, you start to dislike them. Yeah, that's yeah. It is you're weird right. That way. It does happen that way a lot. I think people just it want to see happens. exciting stuff. People just want to see exciting racing and, and entertainment right. and whatever and when someone comes up and starts just killing everybody it kind of sucks the life out of it a little bit so i i think that probably has a huge part to do with it but yeah, yeah what are, are you, you guys do? bummed right now that there's not a dominant guy though no is there no. something about it that's not cool i don't know i almost feel like to have that that hero you know american guy that's you know going to designation like he's just the best guy there's yeah. something cool about that too yeah i can see that I, I get that i get that side of it for sure where it does seem like it's a little off just because that seems so normal anymore you know i feel right. like this has been the best year for supercross motocross ever i mean almost it's like you just ne- don't know what's going to happen so i guess i'm not on board with that i don't i don't want to see somebody just dominate i'm i'm not i'm not missing that yeah yeah, in that sense, I it's been rad to not know who's gonna win, and I I like Tomac. I'm a I'll say I'm a Tomac fan, but man, to see him kind of go up and down the roller coaster that he yeah. has been on, I, I'm I'm not mad because it's been good for the series really, and then to see Moosecan bust out a couple wins and and tighten things up a little bit, and Blake pass him at Lakewood, and I mean I'm down for all that for sure. That was so awesome. I- I personally wish Osborne was going to the 450s because I think he's got so much confidence and he's so aggressive. Yeah. I would like to see him up in the big class next year. I'm kind of bummed that he's staying down. Yeah, I am too, but what are you going to do? I feel like his window's, you know, he's older. It's closing. His right. window's closing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we'll see. I do, I do feel like uh, there's only one person I'd want to see dominating, and that's, that's AC. I've just kind of been an AC fan for a long time. I'd like to see him at least dominate the the 250s next year. But um, I guess I'm the only one that, like, I've been diehard Stu from the moment he came in, and I've never once wavered. I'm probably just – I'm on raining yellow, yellow level for sure. Stop it. Just not as uh, vocal <laughs> Stop about it. it. No, you're not. Right. You think you are, but you're not. Hey, I'm raining not yellow jumped ship here. already. Oh, he's on web, yeah. <laughs> He's on web now. Oh, I guess you're driving the train, Ryan. 
Choo, yeah, let's do it. Choo choo, mo effers. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm team Chiz, so my, my guy's probably not going to win. <laughs> well, that I mean, <laughs> that just goes to show that you're loyal, no matter what. Right. Wait, who's your guy, Dark Side? Who'd you say? Chizzy, team Chiz. Uh, is he like your buddy or something? No, um, I started watching him when he got hurt. I think in '11 at Houston, just kind of started okay. following him when he had that bad crash, and um, yeah. I met him in. I met him in 07, I guess, at the first Freestone race. He's just a nice guy. and Yeah, yeah. It was, I don't remember what, what year it was he got hurt. But I've just been kind of following him and just kind of jumped on that bandwagon all by myself, I guess. I like it. I'm sure you're not the only one, but you're probably driving it. Right. Yeah, that's all right. Um, last last thing, we'll end with this. What do you guys uh, – we'll just – one word answers. More or less. More or less pookie on the show. Uh, Ryan. More. Hobo. Oh man, I'm gonna pass. <laughs> Come on, you can say you can say less. It's okay. I think same. All right, yeah, there you go. There you go. Is that possible, game? Go. Yep, yep. I'm going more. More. Um, yeah, I think more. I I enjoy it when she's on, but yep. but at the same time, I th- maybe uh, maybe like hobo. I think it might just be the right amount. Yeah, that's true. We won't know unless we get more. It could be. <laughs> so we'll get we'll get more and then back it down if we need to. Hey, I, I'm just like you. I don't like change. Yeah, no, trust me. I'm I'm not a fan. I hate it. Hey, speaking of that, are you still married? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, yes, I am. Uh, hey, kudos, man. You you done well. You crossed up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the the sweet granny 22 DVD was getting worn out. Thankfully, uh, <laughs> thankfully the wife got home. Knocking schmoff, we're getting old. <laughs> thankfully, the wife got <laughs> home just in time. Um, all right, anything else about the show, you guys? Before uh, before we wrap this thing up, any any last thoughts or anything? Uh, Dark side. Yeah, I just um, continue to be positive and say I, I, I appreciate everything that Steve has done. All the sponsors that he has are just great people um, because of the show. I was able BTO to, sports.com. BTO sports.com. Yeah, well, you know, I, I was able to tour the <laughs> FMF factory when I was in uh, SoCal, and uh, John Anderson gave me a tour. I've got to meet a lot of cool people because of the Pulp and Mech show primarily, and Steve has been really good to me every time I've got to see him at a race at Dallas Supercross, and I just really appreciate it. Solid. Uh, Hobo, any last words? Uh, it was fun, boys. Hopefully we are not a complete letdown like some of the other roundtables. And, uh, I feel like it went well. Black and uh, Soak and Poke, boys. Soak and Poke. I feel like it went right well. On. Uh, Ryan, any last words before we go? No. I'm glad I got to talk to, to Hobo Nick, and I followed him back in the day on his journey and Dark Side. I need to check out Dark Side's show. I haven't done it yet. Yeah, it's pretty but, good. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, did like of, I did like some of the main event moto stuff too. That was pretty good. Um, but now garbage, <laughs> hot garbage. I don't, I don't like Actually, that Daniel funny, guy. Funny, funny story, Hobo Nick. I used to race Daniel way back in the day when he was on sixties, like back when they were still sixties. Really? And I I say I say race lightly because that motherfucker lapped me all the time. <laughs> 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 yeah, he so, peaked early, he man. Was so small. He peaked, he peaked he too early. He was so small that when he was standing, he looked like he was sitting. Like he was, <laughs> he was sitting, but he was standing. It was the most ridiculous thing ever. He had to have blocks on the on the start gate 
hated that kid when we raised him when I was little. <laughs> Destroyed him. Did you listen to last week's main event show this last Sunday? Um, part of it. I fell asleep and I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> well, Daniel was talking was, about losing weight. I didn't realize how little he was. But he's like, yeah, I got to get down to one whatever seventy four or one sixty four, and I was like, holy shit, how small is this dude? And he said he was like five five or five six. That's that guy has the worst diet of all time. I don't know how yeah. he's as small as he even is. Yeah, huh? Some people get all the luck. Right. I know, right? Um, you guys want to play? You want to do the the first thing that comes to your mind? Sponsor thing? Oh God! Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're gonna do Dude, it. This anyway. is gonna be a shit show. Yeah, that's why it's. Gonna Are we gonna happen. rotate? Yeah, we're I'm gonna do. Working. We'll just go. We'll go. Dark side. Hobo. Ryan. And and we'll just go in that order and repeat. Um, BTOSports.com. Great discount. Fly Racing. JT Money. NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts. Send me some truck parts. <laughs> Stop asking for free stuff. We're going to hang up on you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's why I said it. Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Kiefer. Vortex Racing. Filthy. I don't know. We'll take it. Gear Alley. I don't, can't remember what gear. Is this sprockets? Shit, man. The wheels. 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 Truck wheels. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that, this is going swimmingly. <laughs> uh, Roost MX. Christina Danny. Pivot works? If it pivots, it works. <laughs> I knew that was coming, too. Uh, X-Brand goggles. They're dope. Michelin Starcross 5. Best tire out there. Works connection. Smacking smoth all day. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, FMF. Best pipes I've ever had. Atlas next brace. Uh, damn it! The dude, what's the, uh, the guy's name? The um, mm-hmm. they they came in studio for him. Uh, shit, Noof. Noof. Uh, w Wills. Uh, um, solid. Steve's horrible singing. Uh, EK chains. Uh, solid chains. I need some. I need to buy them. There goes Ryan asking for free stuff again. <laughs> no, I don't want them for free, but I need some. Uh, guts racing. Seat covers. Get data. For a fucking tickle? <laughs> awesome. Uh, ride engineering. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that for, wasn't the tickle thing goggles? <laughs> no, it yeah. totally was. I'm just blurting random shit out by now. He just wants to, he just wants to use drops now. Yeah. Red engineering? Red engineering. Oh, shit. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Grant Stone boots. I probably wouldn't wear them. Uh, well. Expensive? All I, I ever, all I ever think of now is Ping going, you remember the good Olay days? I'm more of a a Vans Converse kind of guy. (laughs) Oh gosh, thanks, Ping. All right, boys, it's been fun. I appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully we didn't bomb too much, and hopefully I didn't stutter too much. Felt like I was all over the place, but I think we did good. Think we did good. It felt good. Hobo, do you feel good about it? Uh, Yeah, but I felt good about stuff before, and then (laughs) it wasn't so good. So, Uh, Ryan, you feel good about it? Just say yes. Of course. Thank you. All right, boys, it's been fun. (laughs) I enjoyed it. We'll talk to you later.
See you guys. All right. All right. Later, guys. Bye. See ya.